0: Welcome to Regulars Anonymous, with host Zachary Landry, sitting down with the people who are standing in line behind you at the grocery store and hearing what they have to say.
1: Yeah, like week was good. I got have gotten a fender bender. Oh no. Mhm.
0: Was it your fault? Something tells
2: 70%, me <laughs> 70%. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know
1: what? You know what's weird? I actually like, so you know, you get your your oil change and they tell you, oh, the next mileage, come get it done again, right? Yeah. So before I got in the fender bender, it was supposed to be at 107,000 kilometers to go get my oil change. And I distinctly remember being freaked, like being like, fuck, I have to go like get this done because I was 108,000. Okay. okay. Get in the fender bender and then I had to get um, my wheel alignment changed or whatever and then... That was fixed. I left the mechanic place and I was like at no, 107.9. And then two days ago, I wake up and I was at 105.2. Does that make sense? No. No.
0: Are you dyslexic?
1: No. <laughs> well, kind of, but not like repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> over and over and over again. And then I was like, talk- oh, yeah, we're going to hear the cat. Sorry. <laughs> um, I was told that like people are like, no, that doesn't work. So I've like been gaslit by my car for the past week because I'm like people are like no Emily, like, you didn't read it right but I'm like no I did but how does that happen do you know
0: and your car's just preemptively warning you that it needs an oil change so no but the, here's the thing
1: I was like can I wait until 107
0: did <laughs> yeah. you just gain a few thousand <laughs> yeah, like, K yeah
1: like, is, that, is that how that works
0: yeah mm-hmm. if, I would say no if, I'm gonna
1: go today <laughs> yeah for sure but it's a very that was like the most exciting thing of my week
0: so what happened in the fender bender what were you doing
1: I, I was just driving. Um, <laughs> trying to figure
0: out your ghost car. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. No, and someone pulled out in front of me and then I swerved out of their way and then I was and then I was just like it's my normal routine to drive the certain route and then I was like, I can make the turn. No, and then I like slammed the whole side of the car against like the median on the right hand turn. No oh, no. Pretty good too. I did a great job. It was
0: You committed to it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> committed to six hundred dollars to fix The tire thingy, rods. Tire rods? Yeah.
0: The tire rods?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, those. (laughs) That's funny. But yeah, that's been pretty much it.
0: Yeah. If that keeps dropping, just crank it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There. Yeah, sorry, my cat is a very vocal cat. That's all right. Yeah, he's going to talk a lot. And your week, how was your week?
0: It was fantastic. Yeah? Yeah, just vacation mode i guess trying to get last minute projects done and harass people
1: Mm. like this i was i didn't feel harassed
0: no one typically does no (laughs)
1: that's funny
0: i don't think it'd be a very good interview if i was actually harassing people
1: or it could be like really spicy if like it could get (laughs) it could be like a good it's like the same way that i watch like dr phil to see like a train wreck you know it's the same kind of thing it could be I should think about it.
0: I don't think I have the energy for it.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely not. Yeah. I wouldn't have the energy either. No. I'd be like, this is done.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you're playing in Lethbridge. Was that at the Owl?
1: No. Um, a friend of mine, we're doing, we're kind of starting a, a little project where we'll feature like three to four artists um, every few months. And then we'll have professional recording done and um, professionally, like my brother's videoing it. And then... Essentially, it's like a lot as a show where it's like a live recording process that people can be a part of. So we did it in um, this really beautiful big church, and then yeah, it was actually pretty cool. The acoustics were killer.
0: Nice. Is so, that church an Airbnb, or is it just a, a music venue?
1: No, it's just a church.
0: Oh, it's a, an active okay. like it's an
1: active church. Yeah, and then oh, okay. we just my friend had connections with them, and then we just they gave us like a good deal to rent out the space for the day, and then yeah. So we're, we did that and it was really cool. It wasn't like one of those things where it's more about like attendance of crowds or anything. It's the production. Yeah. And realistically, it's probably better to have less people. Yeah. So that you don't have people making sounds or whatever. So we did that and it went really well. So we're going to try to do that every few months and just get different artists involved and try to make it so essentially that we can, with like ticket sales and stuff, break even, if anything, just for like professional recordings. Yep. And then each artist can go home with that. So
0: Definitely. Yeah. So who did you have on last time?
1: <laughs> Me. Okay. <laughs> uh, my friend, Wells Good. Um, he's from Lethbridge. And then um, this guy named Kevin, Kevin, I forget his last name, but he was like, he's one of those guys who has like zero social media at all. Yeah. Like, it's a joke that... Ashers, he, he's allergic to you. Come here. I thought, I, as I tell you before, that he's terrified of people. Yeah. I can lock him in his room.
0: They know. They know who's allergic to them, and they make. <laughs> the <point laughs> I'm of, gonna go lock him away. I'm coming up.
1: Ashers, we're gonna go into a dungeon. Come here. <laughs> yeah, it's very handsome. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there are a few other artists. Honestly, I wasn't like. I had, um, I wasn't like mentally there that much cause I had like really bad laryngitis from the smoke, from the smoke. Um, so I was like just trying to make it through. Um, but yeah, there was four of us and it was pretty good.
0: Cool. When do you expect that to be released? <laughs> um, or do you have it already edited and everything?
1: Yeah, we have all the stems for the vocals and everything. And then, um, it's just matching it all with, uh, the, the video audio. and everything, yeah. yeah. So probably the next like, few weeks, cool. Like each artist will receive their package per se, and then they can do whatever they'd like with it. Nice,
0: but yeah. Nice. Uh Now you said it's your brother doing the editing.
1: Well, he's the videographer. Oh, okay. And then we had a professional sound engineer who came. I was really impressed. It was so professional. Like they came in and did a, a full um, setup for like the whole space, and so then he. Took the audio and he's dealing with the stems and then sending them over to us, and then we're getting it to Chris and then he's doing the video and then, and then magic, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So how long have you been living in Calgary now?
1: Um, before first lockdown. Oh. <laughs> Time is hard now.
0: Yeah, because with... you uh you originally were gonna move to Toronto, right?
1: yeah well somewhat I got into a music program there and then so I had initially moved to Calgary and then I was going to go and be a part of this program for um, like five months and then um, come back home and like Emerge into the scene with all my new knowledge and fuck me. So, you know what actually happened? <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna come in back to Calgary and like just pop under the scene. I like and it was like a really intensive um, media training kind of thing um, within Toronto through a different record la- record label and stuff. And like the people that you'd work with know things. It's not like you know, a little small thing. So I was going in like learning so much marketing and I was planning on coming back and like idolizing all those tools within Calgary and then being like, yeah, I'm Emily. Um, but what really happened uh, was a weekend COVID hit <laughs> and we all got sent home <laughs> and the Airbnb lady sold $3,000 from me. Oh no. I know what a bitch. She was like, she said to me like, what? well, I can't get these bookings now filled. I'm like, it's a pandemic. Martha? Yeah. No one's gonna be <laughs> staying there. So then I got sent home and then from then as I so when was that? Do you remember when that was? Like when that all first happened? When it was, was like so January or
0: Yeah, January, February.
1: Of twenty twenty?
0: Twenty nineteen, I think. No way. It no. Was it twenty twenty? I think maybe it was now. just
1: twi- just became twenty twenty. Yeah. Um which is crazy though, because my dad is like low key nuts like he's like very much a conspiracy guy he's a prepper like he was a flat earther there for a second it got a little weird and oh my god sorry i'm too off.
0: um is that your dad
1: yeah no he's like i can hear you he's talking about <laughs> yeah. me emily stop no and i've always been like oh my god dad you're crazy you know just like being the daughter you know whatever yeah and he was telling me before i was going to toronto He's like you're not gonna stay there very long. The world's gonna shut down. And I was like, You're nuts. And he like gave me like the N95 mask and stuff. And he's like, You're gonna need this. And I was like, okay, Dad, like just to get you to shut up. I'm gonna take this. Yeah. Ron was right. Wow. <laughs> so maybe the earth is flat. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> who knows? So who
0: does Ron talk to?
1: I don't know, man. But he was talking about it in like October before. Wow. I don't know who he's talking to, but he he's like, well, I don't think you're gonna last there very long. I think you're gonna get sent home. And I was like, thanks for the positivity. Like that's awesome. I didn't work like two jobs for a year and a half to save up for this. So I was like, screw you, dad. And then he was right.
0: That's a rough one because I'm sure he probably wanted to be supportive, but
1: oh, I know. But he he's a he's a realist. Yeah. Or autistic, one of the two. I <laughs> he's just like this is the fact, and I'm like okay.
0: Realist because he is autistic. Yeah, that's yeah. they
1: could go hand in hand. <laughs> He thinks that he is, he thinks that because like, he's definitely autistic, like social cues, not there, like physical touch, not there, but he's convinced because he was born early and he lived in an incubator for a month. That's, Mm -hmm. that's why he, Oh okay. I just don't believe that.
0: He was just a little undercooked in the beginning. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
1: apparently. And then he lived in an incubator and now he's like, I don't think I can emotionally connect with people because I was in an (laughs) incubator. (laughs) <laughs> I just, like, don't think that's how that works. That's a
0: good out for a dad. Yeah, I, was like, I, was, I, just...
1: I think people told him that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and yeah. just stuck. <laughs> and
1: he was like, sure, why not? So, yeah.
0: Now, is it true that he was, like, a pro skateboarder?
1: Uh, he was, like, a semi-pro yeah. skateboarder. So him and his buddies were um, the, like, pioneers of the skating scene in Edmonton. Yeah, so he was touring around, and he had, like, a lot of his buddies – we're doing that. And one of his buddies became like a huge rock star. his name's like Kenny Rogers. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 I don't know. So he, yeah, he was doing that a lot. And I don't know, like to the extent of what that was, but I know that he was touring around and stuff and just skating. Cool. Yeah. So like, there's some like really cool photos, like him and his buddies and good stories of like them starting out the skate scene and like getting in a lot of trouble for, skating in like old pool bowls and that kind of thing so
0: being hoodlums
1: hoodlums yeah so
0: now is he a musician as well or just
1: mm, no not really he's he's more of like an engineer so my mom has a bunch of albums and stuff and my dad recorded them so he's more of just like a music nerd oh, and okay. an audio nerd yeah yeah so like growing up he would always have like, these really intense, like, home speakers. And at night, we would turn all the lights off, my dad would just, like, blast music, and we would run around in the dark. And, like, he's always really appreciated music. He can't sing to save his life. Mm -hmm. Uh, He doesn't really play any instruments, but he did, like, a lot of production and stuff for my mom's albums. And then, um, yeah, just always appreciated it. Cool. Yeah.
0: So your mom's a musical one. Yeah. They sound like a good duo.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, it actually is. Yeah, she has, like... I don't know, maybe like six albums. Wow! Yeah, and she sold like over like sixty thousand albums. Yeah, it was all like really hardcore Christian music. So as a kid, I'd have to answer the phone and be like, "ScriptureSongs dot com," <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. So they would they had like a home business through that, and they sold a bunch of albums, and it was kind of cool because like within that community of the church, they were really like low key famous. Like we went to like North Carolina to go sing and like that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, like my mom has definitely always instilled that in us,
0: cool. which is cool. But not the same demographic that you're looking to go for. Uh, no,
1: no. <laughs> I've been told to use my voice for the Lord, but I don't really know <laughs> how much I want to do that. That's the weirdest part, dude. Is when you grow up in like a really, like really fun, like fundamentalist religious kind of thing, and then you start to void and like go do your own thing. They're like, oh, I just wish you use your voice for God. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just don't know what that means. Like, am I supposed to? Just, Just sing in church? Yeah. Like, he is my savior. What? Like, I don't know. So, yeah. <laughs>
0: you weren't uh, disowned or excommunicated?
1: No, no, no. no. My parents are pretty chill. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I think they, my parents love us more, I think, than they love the ideas of the religion we grew up in. That makes sense. Yeah, which is good, because we rebelled <laughs> hard. I was doing some tomfoolery at 15, but. Yeah, no, my parents are awesome. Nice. Yeah.
0: How many siblings do you have?
1: I just have a brother. Oh, okay. An older brother, yeah.
0: Okay. So, (coughs) musical family, integrated. So, Mm -hmm. you must have been singing from the get-go then.
1: Yeah, no, I I was, like, sang in church choirs from the age of, like, five. And then we moved to a Rocky Mountain House. And then I was homeschooled Mm -hmm. at the time, you know. (laughs) until I got rude enough and they were like we gotta send this bitch away like this is crazy (laughs)
0: shit talking the teachers eh? yeah which
1: is my dad so I was just yeah I was very rude so they sent us to school but um yeah then I started voice lessons probably around 10 and during that time I was still singing a bunch of choirs and then around 12 is when I started working with my voice teacher that is still my voice teacher and and then yeah I was just doing voice voice lessons since like 10 and lots of performances musical theater and then eventually went into opera Mm -hmm. and that stuff
0: how long did you do opera for uh
1: probably about 10 years oh wow yeah it was pretty serious i was like (laughs) i was i was an opera bitch dude i was like i got into university for it and i was really believed that i was gonna do that so yeah it was like my whole life i was doing you know singing in nationals and going to opera programs and trying out like flying around to audition for universities and very much an opera child
0: what's the opera scene like is it like honey boo-boo
1: <laughs> what's that juice that she her mom would make her drink do you remember the honey oh, boo-boo no. she would like have her kid <laughs> drink like it was like Mountain Dew and Red Bull mixed, and they called it like something juice like jungle juice and they would just amp this kid up at five on like a Red Bull to perform <laughs> no it was nothing like that <laughs> no stimulants yeah no just give the kid meth <laughs> yeah it's like go sweetie uh no it's um as you'd expect it it's very um polished it's very in the realm of like what ballet would be like okay yeah. um yeah it's very which I didn't always quite feel like I f- like fit into I was like I want to get tattoos I want to you know and I don't really care about Like, if my German is absolutely perfect. It's it's very much about, like, being precise, being technical, um, which is, you know, I can appreciate that, but not enough maybe for me to be like, this is my whole life.
0: No, but it's good lessons to learn, uh, to carry forward as a performer.
1: Totally. Like, it it gave me my voice. It gave me, like, everything. I would never, like, it was the best experience. But I remember just, like, um, when... One time I was singing in nationals and um this I think I came 3rd or something. I'm not sure, but um this girl who won, um I just like watched her perform and I felt absolutely nothing. Like there was no emoting, there was no like for me I care about do I make someone feel something or you know am I bringing people in emotionally and does it sound pretty? Mm-hmm. Um and I I didn't feel any of those things for that, like her performance, but her German was perfect. Her Italian was perfect. All the technicalities were perfect. And I remember just thinking to myself, like, well, I don't care enough about those things to succeed in this. Like, you know, I have the voice for it, but I don't care about those things enough. I care about, did someone feel something? Am I bringing an audience in? You know, I don't care like care about doing a song that's 200 years old perfectly. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: you want to put your own style to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that, then I was like, no. And then I fell in love with some fucking songwriter. Don't do that. Don't never date a musician. <laughs> no, we are walking red flags, man. Don't, I
0: don't date in your own realm.
1: Absolutely not. No. So then I was like, I got into university with like a really nice little scholarship. And, um, <clears throat> with a professor who mostly taught like master students for my first year, which is like a very big deal. Um, and then I was like, <laughs> I remember, then I like was dating this musician dude and I was like, he's like, we can write songs together. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> sick. <laughs> and I had never written songs before, ever. I had never during my life been like, I'm gonna write a song. No, mm-hmm. I was always singing other people's songs. And then I remember I was in, like, just starting my second semester of grade 12, and I said to my mom, I'm like, I'm moving out next week, and I'm not going to university. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. Holy fuck. (laughs) It's not good.
0: How hard did she backhand you?
1: Uh, She looked at me and said, I will forever be disappointed in you, and I was like, fuck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The emotional
2: backhand.
1: I don't don't blame her. That, That woman... Flew me all around and like just uh, constantly supported me. Yeah, I was doing voice lessons at that like that time like twice a week, which is like a dollar a minute. Like she was spending like three hundred bucks a week on my voice lessons. Yeah, not to mention flying me to universities yeah. and yeah, like I've completely warranted for her to say that. Yeah, absolutely. She's better now. She's yeah. much better now, but
0: so did you not go because you were dating the musician?
1: Uh. I don't know, I think there's a lot of like little things that kind of tied into that. Um, I think one, like knowing that I wasn't for sure like 100% wanting to do that. And also like more of the sense, kind of feeling like I was filling someone else's mold versus like what I wanted. Yeah. And I had never really experienced or like thought about like, okay, like is this something I really want? Versus like everyone being like, this is what you're gonna do, you're so good at this. And like especially like going to competitions and stuff and people be like, oh, what voice program are you thinking about and that kind of thing. So I think that like, If anything, that was like an that was probably a major part of it. But then I think you know, the musician thing, and like, and actually just like feeling like I was expressing fully and like really loving it was like writing music and stuff was a big catalyst for it. But then, like, the dude helped for sure, yeah, yeah. So my mom was like, she's like, what are you gonna do? I'm, like, I'm gonna be a songwriter. She's like, you bitch You don't write songs you,
0: you only replicate. She's them. like, what
1: are you talking about? And I had never written a song looking back at it That was a bold thing for me to do that Especially was, to her. Yeah, yeah, I don't know man. So Yeah, then I started doing that.
0: Nice. Yeah, been doing it ever since. Yeah. So how long have you been writing then if that was what was that? Eight years ago
1: Don't say that <laughs> <laughs> um. Eh, yeah probably like seven mm-hmm. years yeah yeah let's go with that yeah cool.
0: do you remember the first song that you wrote
1: yeah it was pictures mm-hmm. it's um i wrote it with um that person and i didn't write that much of it to be honest mm-hmm. like it was more of me just being in that process. And it was a really weird controlling dynamic, that situation. And it was really not healthy. Um, but yeah, it was that song. And it was a, really related to my brother because my brother, during that time, I think also a reason why I like peaced out um, was because he was like going through really active addiction at that time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I gotta go. Like, I cannot do this. So then the first song was really about that. Because um, I remember Christopher, like there was a point where he was like really in addiction. And then... Um, like he wouldn't look at photos of himself as a kid. Like he, he like couldn't in the sense of like him like I, I don't know exactly what he felt, but I the way I interpreted it is like he like feel like he let that child down. Yeah, yeah. or something.
0: How did you get here? Yeah, from that? and he just
1: didn't want to see photos of him as a kid. So like pictures of the choruses, um, like take my pictures off the fridge, we both know I'm not that kid now, Mama. So then that like really was like to me and felt like a really healthy way for me to express things and so that was the first one that really, definitely, was like the catalyst of everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and when would did you start performing your own stuff?
1: Performing like my music, or yeah, yeah. yeah around that same time. Okay. Yeah, um, like I'd been performing my whole life, right? But yeah. I didn't start like showcasing my songwriting and stuff until probably. Yeah, around that same time.
0: Yeah, uh, when Emily Vay came into her own.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Emily Vay. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I randomly made that name up, but it actually works. So, can you hear my cat trying to break out?
0: <laughs> Maybe.
1: Maybe.
0: <laughs> Might get picked up. We have to do the same thing when we're recording at the house. So, we've got one dog that anytime he hears anything outside, he just goes off the wall so yeah
1: which is well maybe he just likes you because like typically he's gotten better but when it comes to like especially men he's like terrified mm-hmm. so maybe you have a very like calm aura about you
0: <laughs> basically what you see is what you get yeah right <laughs> half the time people are like what are you looking at i'm like i don't know man i'm just thinking <laughs> i don't know what's going on i my remember
1: head. one time i don't know if you remember this you remember i was like playing the all of us playing the ross patio and you came in like toasted on shrooms and you like had the mini keyboard and you just started screaming. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? And it was like right before my show and like my shows I typically like before I go on it's like a very quiet time for me and I'm like typically just like warming up and stuff and you grab this computer and you're like ah! in the green room and then you're like Emily do you want some shrooms? And I'm like no. No. Do you remember? remember,
0: Yeah, I remember you had your because you had your keyboard there, and I just started fucking around. That was so
1: funny. It was so good. Yeah, I loved it.
0: I don't know if it was uh, that same night later. No, because you would have been playing the street Patio, and then I think it was some other time. Jeremy duty was hosting the open mic. Oh, I remember this. (laughs) That also on. Tell
1: the story. Go ahead.
0: And just played that one riff for like 14 minutes. And you
1: were so high. You were so <laughs> Yeah, I think high. you sent me a picture. <laughs> it was just pupils. And it was like funny at first, but then you just like kept going. like You didn't stop. And Kyle was like, it's been like 15 minutes of this same piano chord over and over again. And then I jumped in and started singing. Yeah, Is that what happened? I think so. Yeah, because I was like, this has got to end somehow. Or it has to at least escalate.
0: Yeah, I was definitely, <laughs> definitely doing a lot of, we'll say bits at that point where I would just do things until people would kick me off stage. No, oh, I loved it. And just push it. Cause I think I that,
1: loved that. I thought it was super funny. It was like the first time I met you. I don't know if you remember, but it was, I don't know, I think it was like with Kyle or something. And then we went to go to the VAT mm-hmm. and it was an open mic and you held a huge cardboard sign up that said, yikes, when people were singing. <laughs> Do you remember that? (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was, it was like my first introduction to you and I was like, yo, this is funny. It's so out of pocket, but so funny. Uh, Yikes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I felt, yeah, just harassing people like that. I liked I thought it was funny.
1: It was was not like, there was no like ill intent. It was all funny. No,
0: sometimes even when I just, (laughs) yeah, you're just having a good time and whatnot. But I remember it was at the Olive again before the renovation. So it was Mm -hmm. more intimate. And this one gentleman, he got up and he was like, he was a good guitar player and everything. And he just explained that he wrote this song about his, (laughs) his wife and that she was in the room and how much he loves her and all this stuff. Where is this
1: going? (laughs) Well, he started
0: playing it and I expected him to sing, but it was just an instrumental. And I started laughing (laughs) and I could not, and it just got worse and i felt like an asshole, like an asshole.
1: yeah no shit and,
0: and it's always bad when you you're you start laughing so hard that it makes the other people around you laugh. yeah laughing. especially
1: when you're trying to contain it too like when you're in a, pr- a situation where you can't was other people, other people were laughing too
0: oh yeah because it just once again the laugh just started going on for way too long did he long. ever come back to play i haven't seen
1: it. <laughs> I was like, no shit. he's like fuck this place <laughs> oh that's funny that's I, awful.
0: And it wasn't. It wasn't to make fun of the guy or anything. No, I just, just, you just thought
1: he was going to sing.
0: Yeah, you know, sing sing us a love song, but it was just an instrumental. <laughs> or it had a similar situation. It was someone uh, they brought. It wasn't it wasn't out here. It was out east. An open mic there, and someone had brought a harp. Right, <laughs> and they were like a full. No, thing? just like a mini one. Oh, okay. <laughs> and once again, they just. This long explanation about what the song is and like the historical context and everything and just starts harping away.
1: Harping away.
0: <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like hey, I'm glad you gave me like the, the cliff notes on this because I wouldn't have been able to piece that story together. Yeah.
1: You know, it's just, that's very much classical music too. Until yeah. you like learn about it and like, oh, that's what that was supposed to be about. Sick. Awesome. Especially when it's like different languages and stuff too.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure like once you kind of nerd out and study that for a while... You recognize the themes? Maybe? I never did that. No,
1: no, I didn't care. <laughs> I don't know. Like you have to study like the international phonetic alphabet, which is actually really cool. It essentially makes it so you're like learning all these like different vowels, and I don't know. I didn't like go too into it, but essentially it makes it so that you can read and pronounce like any language. Oh, and then once you study that, then you can just at least pronounce languages properly. So that's cool, but I didn't.
0: Oh. I just didn't care. Are you good at impressions?
1: sometimes like
0: can you can you fake speak german
1: <laughs>
0: uh no can
1: you <laughs> no i don't think i am <laughs> I just i think my impressions are stronger in other areas
0: also i have no idea what i just said i just, we just make
1: that. You
2: <laughs> imagine, imagine your just
1: podcast just gets <laughs> yeah. canceled you have an army of german people just going after you there's campaigns <laughs> there's how, how like dare, a the petition.org uh, oh that's funny how
0: dare you say that about volleyball
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like their national sp- what is their national sport I wonder do you know
0: <laughs> Ooh, anger I don't know do we have a national sport I think it's lacrosse isn't it oh yes that is right that is right
1: I don't know why it's not hockey
0: because lacrosse came first
1: oh well that makes more sense yeah what's the U.S.'s baseball B-
0: baseball maybe I feel, like, and I feel like that one kind of makes sense.
1: I wonder what Russia's is. I'm going to look the it up. Gulag. <laughs> War.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, that was very out of pocket. <laughs>
0: just getting all the international communities angry today. Yeah, no.
1: We actually just like... <laughs> we make it, so then Russia's like, let's go. Let's go to yeah. Canada. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this,
2: this
0: was the, the, the tipping point. Did
1: you see about, like, the uh, the is it the Wagner group or whatever in Russia? Yeah. All that shit going down?
0: Uh, I pick up bits and clips here and there, but I don't know what the whole picture is these days.
1: Uh, bandy is the national sport, which is Russian hockey. Okay. Sweet. No, they have, like, because Putin has this dude who i think originally was like i i i could be lying about all of this so do not take this as news but um like this dude who was a chef for him originally and then he's like this uh he he, essentially putin created like a major like task force for himself essentially which is like his like little private army it's not like connected to the russian military and then so they've been like out there causing some shit right for putin and then like two days ago the leader dude was like jk we're going for putin now and we're going against everything here and then they like went down to like the capital city to like essentially like go and detain him take him out because they're like we're going all the way and then homie just like gave up and he was like exile me i don't know got weird
0: yeah there's weird shit going on
1: the sub one is crazy
0: that was bizarre that
1: was funny (laughs) (laughs) like come on yeah yeah You know, the thing that pissed me off about that is like everyone's like, oh my God, the billionaires. And then during that time, they had, there was a boat with refugees in like the Greek waters that like 700 people died.
0: There's always something else.
1: But the billionaires. Oh my God.
0: Which one's going to get... You don't fuck with the ocean. No.
1: There's there's like three rules. You don't fuck with the CRA. You don't fuck with (laughs) servers. And you don't fuck with the ocean. You don't do those (laughs) things. (laughs) Like, stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways.
0: Uh, it, yeah i don't know why they would want to even get in that thing yeah when, when you look at the design you're like it's the like, controller whatever that makes <laughs> sense that was probably the most logical thing to me I, it's I'm just like, so how else?
1: yeah i don't know maybe like, you have enough money and you're just like i want to test out i don't know why not go to space more you can see more
0: yeah but like, that that's i remember that i think it's because it's more difficult to explore the ocean than it yeah. is to explore space. Yeah. Because of that exact reason. Way too much
2: pressure.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I. Uh, at least it was quick and easy for them. You know? No, seriously. Like. At yeah. least it was like a millisecond they're done. They didn't even know. Yeah. It would be much scarier to be like...
0: Have it like just water creaking in or... or
1: yeah, or just like running out of complete oxygen. And then... Like you might... like who knows what happened then? Like you might have to kill someone off to preserve o- oxygen. And then you're in like this like tiny little space.
0: Just struggling. And it's to just strangle. probably full of
1: like shit, piss, BO and then like the dead person. And I just like was thinking about that on repeat. I was like, that's crazy.
2: Yeah.
1: Or if like if they all died, this is going to get morbid. <laughs> if they all died and then I mean, the amount of pressure and you have all of like the bodily fluids and shit. And then if they opened it, it would just explode anyways. And then they could finally get to space. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just
0: shoot it up from the bottom.
1: I don't know. Anyways, that's that. Moving on.
0: Yeah, I find it's just the news stories. I, I try not to pay attention to the news. Yeah. And especially with something like that, because uh, you couldn't escape it. Uh, social media was ridiculous. Oh, so- <laughs> People are just, they're like, I've been waiting for this to uh-huh. get these memes out.
1: Oh, the memes were brutal yeah and and i remember like there was like this one TikTok guy who was like hey guys there's been a lull on the memes we got about like 12 more hours until we can't do this anymore <laughs> until they're actually dead and so we can do this now but yeah i know it, it was pretty unhinged but yeah
0: and it's interesting to to we'll, we'll use the word tragedy but like what ones people uh pick to kind of go after where it's like oh it's all right to make fun of this one yeah versus oh no how dare you
1: well, yes, because they're so out of our range of money, and yeah. like we're like whatever.
0: Yeah, you don't view them as people. No, no, they're just th- yeah. when you start billionaires. You
1: billionaires. It's like no one needs to be a billionaire. No. Yeah, no. I was going around being like drown the rich. Like I, like, <laughs> I was, I was saying out of pocket things, but I think that's exactly what it is. It's like when you have someone who has like, if you have two hundred fifty thousand dollars to Good. like just go down and see the Titanic as like a day vacation thing. Yeah. Like that's not right. Mm-hmm. I don't think personally so yeah i think that, like any chance of like anyone feeling like a lot of grace for them or anything just kind of disappeared no, with that one
0: no. everyone was like chalk that one up for the home team
1: yeah <laughs> the titan takes another <laughs> sorry <laughs> i was like i'm gonna say out of pocket thing so we should we gotta move on <laughs> this. i'm gonna say crazy <laughs> shit <laughs> that's not good yeah no. Yeah. So, uh.
0: (laughs) what's your songwriting process (laughs) like these days?
1: Mm, Pretty simple. Like, I'm not. I'm not. People write differently. I write melodies first, Mm. always. I don't sit there. I have a like part of me. I just feel like I have a hard time with words. If I sit down and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna write about this, but like typically, what I do is I'll find a melody I like, and then I just start singing to it and saying words, and then somehow they kind of make sense and like and then I'll like understand what I'm going to write about and it's not it's typically like I don't I I want to try more and I've been working on it going into a writing or a song with like an intention of what I want to, it to be about instead of it just being you know whatever comes through so then I'll just like write melodies typically I'll like start with a hook and then whatever yeah I'll just record myself and I just say things that actually are cool and I I, I I don't know and then then i'll start piecing things together it's very much a puzzle um and so then i'll write things based on like whatever that initial idea was and then by the end of it it's kind of cool because then i'll be like oh wow that's what that's what that's about but it's very much a puzzle and i'll just start with melodies always always i'm very much a melody person like that matters to me Mm -hmm. and then um And then I just piece it together and I have an intention of what I'm trying to say. But I I try not to like put limitations on it because then I get stressed out and I'm like, this fucking sucks. Worst song I've ever made. Mm -hmm. Because then I might have a lot of pressure on it, which isn't healthy for me.
0: So you don't set deadlines for yourself? Oh, no. No.
1: No. Like I, yeah, no. I find that like when I do that, I feel pressure and then it doesn't, and then I like have an expectation of what it's supposed to be. And I don't like having expectations of what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I don't like thinking like, about that so you know and then there's times that like it comes together quickly like I've written songs with like my band that will be finished in 30 minutes and I don't touch them I don't change them I'm like stoked on them and I have a song right now I've been working on for like over a year now yeah. and but I don't have the pressure of like let's put it together and have this finished by a certain date um it's more about like how I feel that day and do I feel like I can emotionally like, give f- for that song or that kind of thing
0: And when you uh, write with the band, do you have like specific things that you want the drums and bass to be doing or do you let those guys handle their... Um,
1: To an extent, but it's very small. Like, because they're so talented Mm -hmm. and I think that we kind of like mesh together well in that aspect that I don't have to be micromanaging or being like do this do that but once we um they're they're very good at listening to me and sensing what I'm doing and then they'll adjust accordingly and then maybe after then we'll go through and we'll talk about things that can be changed or how to build better or that kind of thing but I pretty much let them do their own thing and that's kind of why I like like I like collaborating like that where each person has their own input and it comes together beautifully and I don't like to be micromanaging over it or and I'm also like not I'm mainly a vocalist, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not someone who I don't feel like I'm equipped enough to be like, "Yo, the drums, do it like this." I have like <laughs> two ounces of rhythm in my body,
0: <laughs> white girl, rhythm. and I
1: need those two ounces. <laughs> I've gotten better, but like, no, I really trust them to have their own opinions, and they're really, I really respect them as musicians. Yeah. So then, it's really easy to give the reins over. Yeah, yeah,
0: and that is Colin and Greg, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like the dynamic duo.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like fourteen bands. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I saw them last night. We were hanging out the vat.
1: So. Oh, are you? oh yeah, the, yeah. It was open mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really good guys, and like professional. And it's sometimes hard to find musicians that are like that that will show up, knowing what they have to do, have having rehearsed, you know. And so I really respect that. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you you can definitely uh, pick out professionals versus people who <clears throat> claim to be or want to be.
1: Yeah. And- Or, yeah, I don't know, I've definitely worked with some other people before where it's, like, I will provide them with all the information, all of the chords, I'll send them song references, all these things, and then they still come in and they're, like, using, like, the first rehearsal is fine, but, like, if you're doing multiple rehearsals and they're still using all of their sheet music and stuff and, like, they don't see a problem with that, for me, I do, because I want it to be polished, I want it to be, you know, off, you know, not watching chords the whole time and stuff. So I really respect that they we've also played together long enough that like mm-hmm. if someone busted out chords, I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. but, but it's yeah.
0: that expectation of being stage ready. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really
1: important to me. Yeah. Because yeah.
0: practice is for practice, but when mm-hmm. it's time to play the and, show. And our
1: practices are practices. It's not like it's very much um not only a stereotype, but there's a level of truth to it in certain musicians where it's like your practices do you just getting hammered and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um which is like it's it's fine like i've definitely had a few beers something while i'm rehearsing and stuff but like it's more of a work time it's not a let's just bang on the drums and get lit yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. thing but yeah they're they're really awesome i really really respect them yeah yeah
0: i've noticed just because i started playing music again ever since covid stopped and found uh just friends randomly um mm that i was comfortable jamming with i guess i guess that's why i put it off for such a long time
1: where did you meet them were you at
0: uh one of them we we met we literally met at brown's one night and i was sitting there writing comedy and he's just like hey what are you writing about
2: and we
0: chatted for a while and did not exchange information or anything just had a nice chat and let it be and then ran into him again six months later I was like, Aww. oh, nice to see you again, man. Chit chatted, didn't swap any contact. And then we just continuously just met. ran into each other. And it was like, hey, you want to just hang out? Yeah. And eventually, uh he's drumming for us now, but didn't even really know that he played drums. Mm. You know, it was just this It
1: organically came together. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best. That's what it's supposed to be. Well,
0: it was funny because you know, I was jamming with our guitar player, Mitch, and I met him through my ex's best friend's brother. That's who yeah. he is. And he we just started jamming. He plays guitar. I play bass. We're like, okay, yeah.
1: That's sweet. That's what it's supposed to be, in my opinion. Like I remember when I first met Craig and Colin, it was like after my ex-musician dude and I broke up, and it was very much like me being like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, I have never done this before. And then I was trying to find, I had a a booked head like show, headline show or something at Bose. And I was freaking out because I didn't have a band because typically I would just play with him and like um, that kind of stuff. And I was like looking into different commissioned art, like musicians through Edmonton, which are going to like, you get like one rehearsal and you're spending like 800 bucks to have them play and stuff. And I remember talking to Craig and calling him be like, oh, I'm kind of freaking out or whatever. And Craig was like, or you could just ask your friends. And I was huh. like, oh <laughs> I was like we're friends oh my god yeah and then but it was just organically like that you know yeah when things have to be pushed I don't like that shit I don't like fusing something together and trying to see if it works
2: yeah
0: no now do you find there's a difference between the group of players in Red Deer and the players in Calgary oh yeah
1: yeah, yeah. um to be like frank like, I haven't been as much in the scene as I'd want to be like after COVID and stuff like that really like fucked with me mm-hmm. definitely yep. and then coming in and then you know my ex and I split up and then I was like okay gonna get a place and then I'm working like crazy hours and stuff so I haven't been able to be a part of the music scene as much as I'd like to um like in Red Deer it's very wholesome it's very like there's like kind of one or two spots three spots that everyone kind of goes and um I find Like when Koi was here is very much, I I felt that kind of sense, Mm -hmm. but it's harder now to find people I find. And yeah, there's very, it's very different. Um, I find based on like the interactions that I've had and I'm not speaking from a place where I've like been in these situations consistently over and over and over again. But I found that Red Deer is much more welcoming, supportive. Um, People go to each other's shows, people will play together And I found very much so far in certain circumstances here that there's a lot more of alienation between artists and um, like talking shit. And it's like stuff that I don't vibe with. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, realistically, it's like you have to think about like the trajectory of like what you want to do with music and what your version of success is. Right. And my version of success is to. Obviously, I want. I would love to be able to go on tour and like sell out um, shows that are like one thousand to two thousand people, and to be able to, like pay my rent with my money, like from music, and like that's my version of success. Yeah. But that only happens when you really go to shows and support each other and those kind of things. But
0: that show karma.
1: Yeah, exactly. But I remember having a situation where I was like trying to really get into this, uh, trying to get into the scene, and I was like meeting some musicians, and I was inquiring about like, oh, so what are the other like female? musicians like in this area is talking to a guy. And just cause I really love working with women too. Like I've worked a lot with, the industry is very male dominated. Mm-hmm. So when you get to like work with a girl and it's really interesting cause you have a lot of like similar perspectives and experiences. Um, and he was like showing me different artists and he, I remember him saying things to me like, oh, don't worry, you can sing much better than her. Like don't even worry. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, maybe I can like hit a better note than her, but she can probably play better than me. Mm-hmm. She can probably has a different format of writing that I don't know about. And I can learn from like, there's no, there should be no competition. No, I, I just don't, I do not like that. And I don't like the idea of, being like, Oh yeah, I don't worry. You're better. What the fuck is art?
2: Like, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, <laughs> like what
1: you, and also the chances of any of us actually succeeding are like zero to be honest. So then why not just like support each other and, just do music that's what it's supposed to be it's supposed to be a thing that fulfills your life yeah it's not supposed to be a competition
0: and so many people get caught up in the competition
1: yeah like i don't and that's that shit stresses me out because i just think it'll really take the love away from me like i do it because i just need to
0: yeah Yeah. and especially when people are talking oh you can sing better than her and stuff that kind of brings it back to uh your opera competition days,
1: yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you, you know, you know and and break I, out the scorecard. No, and I was guilty of that when I first started um, doing songwriting and stuff, and because I had been so trained to go and listen to someone and judge, and because I'm competing, yeah. I'm competing against them, so listening to their notes, being mm, soft palate definitely like <laughs> came down on that one. You know, your resonance definitely did not come through in that, and. And so I was very used to doing that because it was all about the voice and how well you did it. And then I, I I definitely was very guilty of that when I first started like playing shows and being with people and like judging people on their voices and being like, mm, technique, a little weak. Like, and now I'm like, oh, some of my favorite musicians can't even sing that well. Like, it's not about, you know, technique can create longevity, mm-hmm. but it's, I've, I've definitely chilled the fuck out about that. <laughs> but I was, little bit of an offer bitch there for a second for sure (laughs) but yeah Yeah.
0: so what are some favorite shows that you've been to
1: been to like
0: whenever you go and and watch a a musician now and they Mm -hmm. put on a good show what is it about it that you do notice
1: i'm huge on lighting yeah i like colors are huge for me so that's more of like the stage management side of it but um I don't know. I don't think I have like one thing that I like really look for. I just want to feel something. Mm-hmm. So if someone can draw me in and make me feel something, that's what I look for. Um, and vocals, like I really listen to vocals. Like I'm, as a, I'm a vocalist, right? Yes. So um, I really, yeah, like that. Um, yeah. My biggest thing is like, do I feel like I'm connected to you in your art? Mm. That's what I look for. Yeah and um because I've definitely
0: seen people you do that for people oh thanks you know uh, even if it was just uh, like an open mic at the olive Mm -hmm. there was this one one lady you were up there (laughs) doing your thing and she just kept going she's so good (laughs) she's so good
1: oh that's so nice yeah that's what I try to do because like for me that's what's important and it's for me, I have so much theater experience that for me it is very much a performance. Mm-hmm. It is very much, um, that's the cool thing about music is that each time I like go through and I'll sing these songs that like maybe I've like um, processed those feelings or whatever, it's really cool because it's a chance for me to like completely immerse myself back into those feelings. And it's a really cool healing process mm-hmm. because like when I perform, I like go in flow state. Like yeah. full flow state, I don't think about, all those like little things that you go through your life and like, oh, I don't look right. Or like, you know, all those like stupid fucking things that we do to ourselves, that goes away completely. And it's really interesting because then I get to go right back into that feeling of certain things, which is really, it's like a really, like it's very much a therapy process, mm-hmm. right? And going through like certain songs that like, for one point were like super heartbreaking to sing and really hard to sing because it was so close to like, My life in that moment, and then like I remember like one time performing and like literally like seeing a scene in my head of what was happening, and like not even like remotely thinking about an audience, and then going back now years later, and as I've grown up and going back and like feel sympathy for myself in that, and like just feeling those feelings again, which is really cool. It's a it's a wonderful gift, Mm -hmm. yeah. Because not many people get to do that. No, no, I'm very lucky. Yeah, so. Yeah, I like when people make me feel shit. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty much. it. Yeah, I like, I like vocals. I just want to hear someone like just express and be honest. Yeah, that's yeah, and it doesn't have to be technically perfect, technically good, but it's just someone who's authentic to what they're trying to tell people.
0: Yeah, honesty in any art is always yeah. Like appreciated. that's th-
1: that's the best thing. Yeah, there's no room of like. Or expectation of what you have to do, and lighting. I fuck with lighting. I want like cool colors. Yeah. I'm very sensitive to colors. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Definitely been noticing that more. We went to a show in Toronto back in November. This band, Russian Circles, mm-hmm. and they're a three piece instrumental project. And did yeah. you
1: laugh at that one?
0: No, no. no. <laughs> Sorry. I was very. I knew oh, what I was getting you knew, into. I knew.
2: But to
0: how important lighting was for their performance because they didn't there was no mics on stage they didn't even say thank you or hello
1: how big was the venue was it
0: it was uh it was the opera house so a thousand okay yeah and great show incredible engaging yeah but because of all that everything Mm -hmm. that goes on into the production side
1: yeah. It. Oh, it's everything. Like, yeah. you, I have so much appreciation for people who... And good sound. Like, mm. that is everything. And it's unfortunate because it's, it's, like, not up to the artist sometimes. Mm, yeah. Right? Like, I played a show recently where it was, like... I could have strangled the sound engineer because it was, like, singing into a tin can. Uh, and, you know, like, unfortunately, you can't really do much then. No. So, like, having a great stage crew is huge yeah I mean, that's why i love bow so much because they have s- such professional people yeah who care and not just like oh i'm here to make 50 bucks or no you know no yeah lighting i i can't like i'm very sensitive to lighting like i can't even watch breaking bad because like the color grading of it is just so it's so yellow
2: mm-hmm.
1: and like bright like i i like Ozark because it's very blue and purple i'm very sensitive to that <laughs> stuff i don't know fuck yellow i hate that color and orange <laughs> no <laughs> yeah
0: i'm colorblind so you actually it's red green deficient so it's just certain shades fuck with me
1: like like which ones
0: well for like a long time i had a pink iphone
1: you didn't know it was pink. i didn't know it
0: was pink (laughs) really what what color did you think it was i thought it was just a silver iphone like because even my phone died or whatnot and i just ran up to the mall and like hit up a kiosk it was like yeah give me that i just need something to give what color are your shorts these are pink okay salmon whatever yeah. I can tell that but just whatever it was because even the guy I was like yeah I'll take that one he's like you want that one I was like yeah, <laughs> no, why, not? <laughs> yeah why not exactly yeah. and then like and it was not a new phone by any means but for like two weeks I didn't weeks, know they
1: had pink iPhones
0: it was rose gold
1: oh oh, oh okay, okay. Well, that's very different than pink I, he's I like don't I don't know
0: uh, yeah yeah it was two weeks. Everyone's just like, nice phone, man. I'm like, it's like a shitty burner phone type deal, <laughs> Did you not right? get
1: it for a while?
0: No, it wasn't until I was out having a dinner with Mutant Man. And he was just like...
1: Why is your phone pink?
0: Exactly. And I was like, what? <laughs> 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 I had to hold it up uh, against like a stainless steel fridge.
1: Oh. And then I could
0: differentiate between it.
1: There's actually, <laughs> It's actually a lot of male population is colorblind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then that kind of fucks with me because then I'm like, am I colorblind? Because I wouldn't know.
0: It's super. Well, that's the philosophical idea, right? How do we all know what colors you actually see?
1: Yeah. Your perception's your reality, I guess, right? So maybe that's why I got in the car accident.
0: (laughs) Maybe that's why your odometer is rolling backwards.
1: (laughs) See, that's not right, right? No, I, I feel completely gaslit by my own car. I don't.
0: Is that a glitch in the Matrix?
1: Yeah, because like someone said, like it's, it's pretty hard to do that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and why would they just do it?
1: And if they're gonna do it, why just like two thousand? <laughs> like why not something bigger? But then, I don't know. It wouldn't,
0: it wouldn't be something like one of the LEDs or uh, like your numbers kind of dead in that spot, no, I'll show so you. it actually like switched to.
1: I have, because um, now I'm at like 106 something. <laughs>
0: Really milking this oil change (laughs) No,
1: yeah, right I'm gonna go today Wait, no, but look There's no like There's no glitch No (laughs) No I don't know, it's kind of fucking with me I've been having a hard time with this one I don't Yeah Anyways When
0: you notice things like that I, I had something I had to tell people about it because it was so bizarre. And it was just, we were doing like a, it was a aerial platform safety thing. So you basically just go up in a, in a man basket with your harness on, you mm-hmm. go up, move around a little bit and you get certified, whatever. But <laughs> I believe you. Yeah. yeah. We're, <laughs> we're just standing there. Cause you know, it's one person at a time. I was like, I had nothing to do. And like other guys were like, I want to get this over with right away and get out here. I was just standing there in la la land. And this one dude, I swear, he went up and, like, had his harness on, went up, came down, shook the instructor's hand. And as he walked behind someone, when he got onto the other side of him, he just didn't have a harness on anymore.
1: Yeah, no, I don't like those things. No,
0: and I just watched him walk to his car and drive away. I was like, ooh. Mm
1: -mm, mm -mm. (laughs) No. No, those are things where I just... (laughs) No, thank you. I don't like to fuck with that. Or no. Have you seen like things where people, are like if you're on TikTok and you see like the glitch in the matrix things and like there's some things going on. Oh, that the I'm chick like,
0: cuts the lemon?
1: What? <laughs> I, that, um, people are commenting being like, no, it's like the juice is keeping it together. No. <laughs> she cut the lemon and then it was not cut. Like, yeah i don't like that shit yeah but i dive deep into <laughs> it I compl- late nights <laughs> oh my god i get into like mermaid tiktok and i'm like parent <laughs> like oh yeah the glitch and the matrix ones are crazy Have you seen the ones with the birds that are just like f- stuck stuck
0: <laughs> and people out standing underneath it taking pictures
1: yeah, and then like there's always like some like dumbass and like like named like Jefferson who like you know has like doesn't know anything and he's like, oh, yes, it's just like scientifically this. I'm like, mm-hmm. ah. it's just the
0: airstream in that locale.
1: Yeah, but they're not even moving. No. I don't know. That, that, I don't like that. And that's what my car did to me. And I just don't, it's made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> but it's also like a funny bit to tell people when I'm bartending, you know, I have tons of little bits, but yeah. that's, that's a funny one until. One of my regulars was like, no, you're just an idiot. You can't read numbers. And I was like, well, <laughs> and he was like, no, I think it's you. And I was like, now I'm being gaslit by everyone. Cause it wasn't me. I know for a fact that I saw that and I was stressed out about it cause I knew I was going over, but I was like, I don't want to do it today cause I have to go to work. And I was like, I'll do it my day off. And I know, I know I was over. I was like one, one yeah, I was like 107.8. I know it. <laughs> Uh, yeah so I'm gonna go get my I will get my oil change. it's kind of funny though to be like can I wait Hmm. it is kind of funny to say that and people think I'm serious they're like no I'm like no I'm just kidding (laughs)
2: yeah
0: do you think you you get that side of things from your dad (laughs) the (laughs) autism no no (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Mermaid talk and diving deep into things. Oh, You're yeah, for like... sure.
1: There's probably a little bit of it. It's also like I kind of <laughs> like the drama, you know. I, like I, I want to know. But like it was very much a thing growing up. Like I remember because we, we weren't we weren't allowed to have any TV or music or anything growing up. It was pretty intense. Um, but, yeah, we'd never had a TV. Um, like I wasn't even allowed to watch Veggie Tales because it was sacrilegious apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what I was allowed to watch? A DVD of like 9/11 was an inside job. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I distinctly remember because I'd watch it so many times because like I didn't have a TV, <laughs> and it was like an it was an acting like a full scripted movie of how 9/11 was an inside job. And then like growing up, I remember like always like my dad always listened to Alex Jones. Mm-hmm. Like I frogs are gay. Like I like I know <laughs> Batman's voice. It's ingrained in me. So it was very much a thing growing up to. Yeah, that was a thing. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, It's a part of you. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's why. <laughs> I haven't dug that deep into it. But I've tried. I've tried. I want to, like, find a conspiracy theory that I, like, really believe in. I would love to do that. Yeah. hmm
0: Any leads right now?
1: Um, there was one that I was, like, actually kind of into. What was it? Um, no, I don't really remember. Obviously, didn't I didn't believe it that much. But, Emily Bay is a good musician. Yeah, right. Fuck that. <laughs> no, that's been proven fact. That is wrong. <laughs> that bitch can't even sing. No. <laughs> yeah, that's a good conspiracy theory. Um, <laughs> no, there was one that I was like really into. Like I could like I could fuck with like the Sasquatches and stuff. Like yeah, yeah I, I think that. Or like the oh, I remember Antarctica. There's some the weird pyramids. Sh- yeah, like there's some <laughs> shit going on in Antarctica that I definitely will, will believe. Yeah. Yeah that's one I could definitely go into like there's ones that you can you can't even like that don't even make sense like the flat earth thing like go on a plane you know like I even my dad like he doesn't fly very often but I remember I was flying somewhere and he's like well tell me if it's, if you see a curve and I'm like <laughs> I will
0: <laughs> I got I got fucked up driving just here in Calgary I was like coming down a hill and just the angle that uh, a tower crane was rotating as I was coming down at that speed, and this is all just, I don't know, angular momentum. Ooh. <laughs> but like it created like a, a mild optical illusion where it looked like the crane was skewed to like a 30 degree angle. Oh. And I was like, that's not how cranes work, and it looked like it was swinging down. But then as you as I came up the, the backside of the hill, it just like straightened itself out.
1: Hmm. It's- I don't like those. What's or like, the- when, or like the, when you're driving, and it's so hot and you like see the water on the...
0: The vapor evaporating yeah. or the little heat. heat yeah, mines. it looks
1: like you're like going into like a lake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: we were driving out to Kelowna for a show one time and Buddy mentions that apparently humans can't uh, perceive up or down without a reference point. So on certain roads in the mountains, you can't tell if you're actually driving up or down
1: i would believe that yeah yeah yeah
0: that's why things like magnetic hill exist what's that oh it's a spot out east where you can like set a tennis ball at the bottom of the hill and it rolls uphill <laughs> you the put hell? your you put your car in neutral and it rolls up the hill
1: maybe that's why my mileage went back <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it yeah. was reverse that's what people. yeah yeah, yeah maybe, no i
0: you ta- time traveled <laughs> <laughs> That's why your car's mileage went Yeah, and went I chose back.
1: like th- like two days before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great work, Emily. <laughs> it's like, no, I had a great week. I want to relive, it, relive that. No. No, my dad's awesome. He's like, it's definitely one of those things, though, where it's like, I prep people. Yeah, because he, he's very kind, very sweet, zero social skills. Mm-hmm. I remember like that first boyfriend, the musician dude, I remember my dad was going to meet him. For the first time, and um he came from like a quite Catholic family, and the religion I grew up in, they got beef, the Catholics and us. And um I <laughs> This wasn't
0: a legal relationship from the beginning.
1: Yeah, no, it got weird. Um and then I remember my dad, the first time he met him, he's like, Hi, so and so, you know. He says, Do you know the, the Catholics help the Nazis? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I remember like wanting to curl up and die because I was also just like 16 and like, oh my God, dad, that's so embarrassing. Now I'd be like, that was so out of pocket, sir. Like, <laughs> but he just like said that. And obviously, what are you supposed to say back to that? Hi, sir. Nice to meet you. Like, but now I, I think it's funny. Like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Just say whatever you want. But he's very sweet about it. Like, I don't know. He has like 300 pounds of rice that can keep us alive for like, trajectory of like six months each or whatever in the house and my friend came over and he's like oh do you want some rice he's like you can keep like 20 pounds of this and it can keep you alive for like it's very sweet of him you know but it's also little nuts
0: he's just looking out for people's best interests
1: I know but if something goes down we're good yeah I honestly like I'm like I'd rather have him do that (laughs) Yeah, and I haven't had to buy toilet paper in like two years or like any like (laughs) non-perishable goods so I'm like it's kind of (laughs) sick there you go You know, so. (laughs) Zach's like, where next? (laughs) Yeah. How have you found, um, like, the differences between, like, obviously you've been part of, like, the music community and stuff, Mm -hmm. and can, like, if you can compare and contrast, like, the comic scene and stuff, is it kind of the same or are there major differences? Well,
0: Oddly enough, when I started doing stand-up and I was bouncing between Edmonton and Calgary, mm-hmm. living in Red Deer, and i go down and do shows, people kept telling me that like, I'd have to eventually move to one of the bigger spots to do it.
1: Like Edmonton or Calgary? Or- yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah.
0: And I understand. You go, yeah, there's more opportunities there and whatnot. But starting out, I honestly just integrated myself into the music community. Yeah. Because I would just go around and get to know people and i tried to get i, I was doing every music open mic
1: yeah for, i remember that yeah. yeah
0: yeah and was super fortunate for that and it, it just worked for now i didn't have to drive through do a three-hour round trip for five minutes of stage time totally i can you know work out my stuff and especially starting out you're just working out new stuff yeah like it doesn't mean anything it's not good that's Don't, the
1: point of those small shows right is Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what it is.
0: And so with being just critical enough on myself and and doing all the music stuff, then when I would go do a show in Edmonton or Calgary, I was much more prepared for it.
1: No, totally, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, So, but I don't know. The music, of going back to what you said about the music scene in Red Deer, like it is just wholesome. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, even last night, uh, we went and did the Cheers jam. Mm -hmm. And playing with a band now, there was a bunch of people from Cheers. They're like, oh, shit, we didn't, we had no idea that you played bass. But they're all like, tell us some jokes. When are you going to (laughs) come back? You know?
1: Yeah, it's a very loving home. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's even like when I go back there and stuff, it's very like, it's just people wanting the best for you. Yeah. And just like appreciating the talent or whatever you have and just and not forgetting you too which is really like unique and mm-hmm. you don't find that no very much
0: and then i found <clears throat> sometimes you you go do a show in a bigger city and if you kill no one wants to talk to you yeah if you bomb no one wants to talk to you and like everyone it's a weird thing where you go
1: What do you think that is? Do you think it's like a competitive thing? I think
0: it's an ego thing. You think so? Yeah. Especially if you're like an outsider and you're not in the clique, and then you clearly stole, elevated the show. And just because you're not stuck in people's version of what they think it has to be. I remember doing shows in Edmonton and guys, I get off stage and guys are like having a good time and whatnot. And they're just like, we, I had no idea that you could do that. That you were allowed to... And I was just fucking around with the audience. Right? Just... Really? Yeah, because you read the room.
1: So you're saying, like, in that context, like they didn't know that you could go out and, like... What do you mean? Like, are they... L-
0: literally just do anything. What? I know. Like, it's a weird thing because it was... It was, like, a nice show, but you knew that if you tried to treat it like something else, then it wasn't going to fly. So you just have to be honest in the moment. Yeah. And... You go, listen, we're not going to be like uh, a laugh every 10 seconds here, but we can have an entertaining time. Totally. And we'll have fun together, right?
1: And it's not life or death.
0: No. Yeah. So you just throw the script away. And I think I just kept asking, I just learned everyone's names in the audience, Mm -hmm. introduced them all to each other, and just started piling on their jackets. And it was just a goofy 10-minute thing that was... Not planned by any means, but it's like, I want to have fun. That's just, you know? it's
1: also refreshing for an audience. Exactly. Right. It's not like a same routine thing where they know, like if there's like, yeah, I think that that's interesting.
0: Yeah. Cause one of the worst things about stand up is it is partially like artificially inseminating humor into a situation.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, the, that sounds very difficult.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so to do that, honestly, is the tricky part. Yeah, you know you got to get people on your side and try not to fucking jam mediocre jokes down their throat to elicit a laugh.
1: Yeah, just like low hanging fruit jokes. You're like "Ah, that, ah, ah." and like
0: also like once again the context of the situation. If you're not a club and you're just hanging out in a bar, maybe people didn't even know there was a show going on. And then some comedians get butthurt that people weren't laughing at their joke. It's like, yeah, man, they did not come for you to talk at them.
1: Yeah, you know that's that's an interesting thing because that that was something that really, just like going off of what you're talking about, like people coming in, like maybe not even coming there for you, right? Um, that was a really hard thing for me at first because like when it comes to opera, you sit and you listen. I don't like if you. I don't care if you hate it, mm. and you only exit when the song is done. And if you come in during a song, it is like you're black. Like it is a blacklisted thing to do. Like you do not do that, right? And so then I'd go and play shows and people were just like, weren't fucking listening. And I was like, at first my ego was a little bit like, what? You know? And then now I take it as like a challenge.
0: Absolutely. Oh, it's such
1: a challenge and it's kind of fun.
0: Oh, and it's so good yeah. when you get them in- mm-hmm. engaged and they're like, oh, god damn, yeah. we just stumbled into this?
1: Yeah. And I take it as like, sometimes... It does suck depending on, like my men- like my mental health going into the show, but then if I'm feeling good and stuff, and I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna make you listen, mm-hmm. you know, and and breaking like that third wall and making eye contact, and I think it's cool yep. when people don't listen and then you can get them to, yeah, like that's really interesting. I love it.
0: And that's part of part of you being engaged, mm-hmm. right? Not just going up there and phoning it in. Yeah. You go no, this is right here right now yeah let's be involved in it
1: and it's definitely like my own ego in that sense where i'm like i'm good enough that you want to listen yeah you know and you know there's a there's a time and place for your ego yep and for me like i think that's a good healthy place to put it and then sometimes people don't fucking listen and you're like well whatever and then it becomes like a fun rehearsal or now now there's no pressure
2: yep exactly you
1: can just throw it all out who cares? like it doesn't No one's gonna be like, "Oh, this was the highlight of my life." You know, (laughs) I'm gonna remember this forever.
0: I I think so many people put way too much, uh, like, "Oh, this this will be the one," or Mm -hmm. whatever. This I don't even know. Yeah, this they put way too much
1: uh, just pressure
0: pressure on themselves and on on expectation for something that has no. No actual. Maybe the value is a learning process, but in that moment itself, just let that be a moment.
1: Yeah, you know, it just it is. It just is. Yeah, and it exists, and you know, and you're gonna fuck up, and you know, it happens, and but it just is what it is, and it's perfect the way it is. Yeah, because I'm yeah.
0: sure you've had banger shows where you were just buzzing afterwards.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And yeah. I've had some shows where I'm like, I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the the shows that you go after to your friends and you apologize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sorry, man. That was not the one for you to see. And no. then, and then no. they're like, oh no, it was awesome. I'm like, don't even lie to mm. me. But you know, there's both of those and both, that's the whole process. Mm-hmm. It's not about, I don't know, for me personally, I'm not thinking about like, oh, like this, this show is my next stepping stone for this thing and then this is that. And... You know, sometimes I, like, feel like I should do that more because maybe it would, like, push me more forward and and really, like, you know, I think there's, like, two types of musicians. There's the ones that are, like, me that I could, like, sit in, like, a flower field with a guitar and be, like, my feelings. And then there's, like, the artist that... And, like, I can't respond to an email to save my life. And it's a very big problem for me because then I miss opportunities (laughs) and I... (laughs) I, and I look unprofessional. And it's a hard, it's for me, like that's a thing I struggle with. And then you have the musicians that are like on top of their shit. And then they're like, but then they're like crazy perfectionists and they keep working on songs over and over again. And like there has to be a balance between mm-hmm. the two, right? So like I definitely need to be like, oh, let's enter marketing mode, Emily. You need to respond to an email. They don't just know that you read it. Yeah. I just like think they know. What? And so I'm working on that, but it's interesting that you say like, like, so when you met, like, did you meet like Mutant Man and stuff through that? Like when you started doing comedy and stuff through the music scene or did you know uh, him already?
0: No, it would have been uh, yet doing the open mics because uh, he showed up to play at, at the Olive. And I was waiting to go on and I can't remember who went first. I think he was on and he played a cover of You by Bad, Leri- uh, Bad Religion. Uh-huh. And just at that time, I was skateboarding with a buddy from work all the time. And we've put on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 soundtrack <laughs> as we're, you know, try, trying to kick flip in his garage. Cool. And as soon as Tyler played that song, I was like, I'm going to be friends with this guy. Yeah, he's this super. He's a dope.
1: really cool guy. Yeah. And, and just kind, too. Mm. Just a good person.
0: And then I think when I went on either after him... Uh, I was doing my thing and there's some ladies chatting there. And once again, they weren't there for the show yeah, yeah. or they, they weren't expecting a guy to be talking at them, but I'm talking to the room and you know, say 80% of people are there are engaged.
1: That's that's, I, a, that's a win. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I think,
0: I think mutant man like shush them. It was like, Oh, he's actually like trying to say something up there. Like-
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. My mom does that to shows all the time. She's, my mom is like there to watch, yeah, 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 you know, and if someone is talking, she'll look over and be like, <laughs> <laughs> and I like, it's kind of funny. I'm like, go off mom. You know, she just wants people to listen, which is like, that's a, you people do that for you. That means at least if anything, they care about what you have to say.
0: Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Or have, the other one, I was closing out one of the shows in the bowling alley and that in of itself was the big red deer joke of like the comedy scene. Like we do comedy in the back of a bowling alley (laughs) and it's so much worse than it has to be. Oh, really? like.
1: (laughs) Which bowling alley is is it?
0: uh, That was up, uh, Heritage Lanes.
1: Oh, (laughs) really? Where? (laughs) It was like
0: in the dining room. Oh, Oh, I remember. Yeah. Not only doing comedy in a bowling alley, you're doing it between like the kitchen where they're ringing up orders and dinging a bell every two minutes, and then the bars on the other side, and then in the background is people throwing strikes.
1: Don't give them that much credit. I don't know if it was all strikes. <laughs> Not all
0: strikes, but you hear them once in a while. People pop off, and that was such a great place because there's so many distractions going on. And if you could genuinely get people to laugh in that situation and be engaged to what was going on, there's so much competing for other people's attention. It was like,
1: that's interesting that you used to take it that way. I was like, while you're talking that I was thinking about, it, I was like, I would probably never play that show again. Mm-hmm. But that's interesting that you take it that way. I was like, there's so many distractions at it. If you do, that's a good way of thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. I would, and, yeah. and that
0: was the challenge and other comedians shit talk that show and. It was funny. The people who shit talked at the most would come down and eat shit for ten minutes, and it's like you can't even, you can't kill here.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I like the way they think about that. So, did you play there a lot, or is it just? Oh yeah,
0: that was especially starting out. That was I think I was there every Sunday for three years.
1: Holy shit!
0: Yeah, unless I was doing a show somewhere else. Yeah. Um. So that was really like the gym. And yeah. even if I was on the show or not, you basically show up to watch because you're probably gonna learn something or meet yeah. someone.
1: Did you find and, like a lot of networking opportunities and stuff through that? Like meeting people that
0: Yeah, honestly, if you hang out in the comedy scene, it's pretty small. Mm-hmm. So you you learn who who's in it pretty quickly.
1: Yeah.
0: And then it got to the point where I just started picking this like you get fucked over on a show or something, you're like, Well, I'm definitely never gonna work with this guy again. Yeah. And I've held to that standard
1: and boundaries.
0: Yeah. yeah, definitely, because that's just I don't want to put energy into it. You asked me to do something, I did it, and you screwed me over anyways. Mm. It's
1: Yeah, like I don't I I don't know about that scene, but I could just picture it being um a lot more vicious in mm. than music cuz And this is just speaking out of, like, not knowing anything, but I just feel like there's a lot more, like, collaborative opportunities within the music scene. Yeah. And then I... Just based on what you're saying, and, like, it would be more, like, each man for himself, like, more in the comedy and just, Mm -hmm. like, very, like, much more brutal, I would find.
0: It's kind of like that. Yeah. You know? And it's good in, in certain situations because the people who take it seriously, you go good because... They're actually doing it. Yeah. But the other the other side to it is anyone can be a comedian. Mm. Quote unquote. Right? It's not like if you want to play music, you at least gotta pick up an instrument, learn some chords, and put in a bit of time versus just, hey, my friends think I'm funny. I'm gonna (laughs) sign up for the open mic. And like big dick energy strut around (laughs) because I stood up on stage for five minutes. This is the other, the the other hilarious thing is people going going up for the first time unprepared and And learning, learning how long five minutes actually is. That's a long time. That
1: is a long time. Very long time. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Do you, do you collaborate very often? Like, do you have like writing sessions with other comics or is it more of like a, your own process?
0: Definitely both. Mm -hmm. Um, we, it's harder now to kind of uh, organize writing writing nights. Everyone's schedule is very yeah yeah, and the the red deer scene is very sparse um, as far as people who are able to commit to like they want to do comedy, yeah. either part-time or full-time, not just Enough like super to actually casual. actually time
1: aside and do yeah, it. Exactly,
0: yeah. and go out to other sat- other towns and, and chase shows and all that stuff. Hmm. Um, we did have a writing circle a few years ago, and that was great. And then guys are always, you know, if you tag something for someone, just whenever they're on stage, you go, hey, have you thought about throwing this in there? And you just help them out that way. Um, some people now, we were trying to... We had like a little intro night because we had a few new people come into the scene and they had really great questions and it's funny people who are like just different parts in their lives Mm -hmm. and they're like this is something that I want to not just a bucket list thing they're like I want to get involved with it cool and so we just help them out anyway give them the the quick and dirty like do's and don'ts for show etiquette and what what are those don't go over your time yeah that is the number be prepared don't go over your time put the mic back in the mic stand and back where it was when you yeah, got don't on go stage. Going
1: over your time i feel like it would just be that's, like a fuck you to all the other people yeah yeah
0: that's it and it, seriously some places if you're say you have a five minute set and you're pushing six minutes they'll just cut your mic like
1: valid yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know i was talking to um some friends of mine the musicians and they were talking about this other artist that's in their town, and there was some type of um like summer festival going on, and there was slotted artists for you know different times and different bands were playing and this one band came in and they played the whole night they went through every other person's slot I'm like, why didn't someone shut the mic off yeah. like but like could you imagine going in and just thinking like I couldn't like I am more important than these other people that I can like you know go over my time or mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll do it just because like I like want to continue, but then I realize, okay, stop it, bring it down. But that's just for my own fulfillment, right? But that's crazy. Yeah. Going over your time. What else is a don't?
0: Don't be an asshole. Yeah. First of all. But that's yeah. uh, that's a difficult don't steal jokes. Have you <laughs> seen it?
1: have you seen that? Oh yes. Long? Really?
0: Oh, absolutely. There was one we were doing a show in Lethbridge. And we were just like we bull- the owl, or uh, no, this or uh, this was Medicine Hat actually. Oh, okay. and they have a little comedy club there, uh, Mad Hatters, and we were hanging out in the green room and we were just bullshitting. And uh, Greg had just made a, some joke about Michael Jackson and like not, I, I forget what it was. I think there was
1: just in passing, yeah, right? just yeah. in passing,
0: right? And we all just had a good chuckle. And this other comedian in the room, he was like, "That's a good joke," and two minutes later was on stage telling it and we were like what the fuck but he was a guy who just he some people i think just do it for the high mm. you know and he needed that pop just
1: I, that. I i can understand that that would make yeah this sounds pretty empty but mm-hmm. exactly sure right
0: but then there was another yeah. one we were doing a, a competition that's here. so
1: blatant that's crazy oh it was that's ridiculous so, <laughs> we, like, like, <laughs> like at least go to a different show or wait till
0: like, wait till he leaves town yeah like
1: don't just, like. that's so blatant <laughs> holy shit yeah that, that's zero shame yeah that is yeah no that, thank you that's
0: probably one of the worst ones that i've seen uh and of course people doing street jokes and stuff and you're like okay whatever maybe maybe you're new and you You don't know any better. What
1: do you mean street jokes? What does that mean?
0: Like, just...
1: Just, like, jokes that people know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, that someone at work told you. Mm. Right? Just, like, (laughs) small,
1: tiny little bits. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: There was one gentleman. We were doing a competition here in Calgary years ago. And then he was closing out the show. Mm -hmm. And he had a killer set. Right? And then someone posted... They're like, hey, if this guy's, like, in your community, just be aware that he steals material. And they posted a video of him doing all the same stuff that he had done, like, the night previous or last week or whatever. And then from the special from some guy over in Europe that just side by side. Oh,
1: that's so dirty. Yeah. That's, yeah, that... Yeah, I think that, like, that ties in, like, feel, like just for the high. Because I'm like, wouldn't you just feel like shit? Mm. Like, if I would steal someone's melody or something and they be like, this is mine. First of all, I would feel, like, so sketched out that someone would find out. <laughs> and then be like, yo. Also a lawsuit, Yeah. too, if I ever release it. But I would just, like, feel dirty. Exactly. That's nuts.
0: Because no thanks. I get it. Like, the writing process for stand-up can be brutal and... Like you were saying, I don't give myself a hard deadline and things and things constantly evolve over time and you don't know when something will necessarily be done, but you got to put the effort in to come up with your own shit. Yeah. That's mandatory as far as...
1: And if you're not, then just take a break. Yeah. Maybe it's not for you. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, like there's also like periods where you can't write. Like there are times where I have not one creative bone in my body and that happens. Mm -hmm. And then... It's important, like, for me, like, I've had quite a bit of a break, honestly, when it comes down to, like, performing and doing music, and it's been hard to balance that, because I also am like, you piece of shit, you're supposed to be working so hard, and then, like, everyone expects you to be this and do this, and then, but then there's another part where now I'm like, you know what, I have, like, more things to say, and Mm -hmm. I don't have that pressure on myself, and, and it's, you know, breaks are important. Definitely. They're very important. Yeah.
0: I found, because I basically stopped when COVID hit. Just, uh, like, any show that I had got canceled, like anyone else. Oh, it
1: just (laughs) fucked with everyone. It was so bad. It was (laughs) brutal. Yeah. I hated that period.
0: And I was even finding it was just impossible for me to to write jokes during it. Like, you know, you got to write by yourself. Because everything was still changing so quickly. Even though nothing was happening. It was just a new rule or something else gets taken away every yeah. every week.
1: Yeah, and I found, like, during that time, too, I was like, what am I even writing for?
2: Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm
1: not going to go and play a show.
2: Yeah, Like, six, I'm not...
1: And this has been a minute of me doing this. So like, I lost any, like... Momentum. Any reason of why, yep. even. Like, yep. I don't know why I'm doing this. Who cares? Yep. Yeah. I watched a lot of TV during that time. It was really good.
0: Yeah, would you watch anything good?
1: Yeah, have you watched Norseman?
0: No. Oh, my
1: God. You have to watch Norseman. It's on Netflix. It's like a Norwegian tv show about like vikings but it's like it's like the office humor but like more british humor okay but about vikings i love that
0: fair enough actually like i'm not i don't watch a lot of tv no really no uh but last week when I when i was down in calgary mm-hmm. and you bailed
1: okay right. well actually <laughs> <clears throat> i slept in and i said you can come over <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was all good. I was, uh, I the, the evening before because I was just hanging out at my cousin's place. Yeah. And he had to work during the day anyway. So it was like, I was literally just sitting at oh, his yeah, place. Yeah. I just <laughs> sat down and watched True Detective the first season. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never watched that. A- Excellent. Excellent. Yeah.
1: <laughs> was it on like Netflix?
0: I crave, I think it was. True
1: Detective. Yeah. No. I've been going into like my like childhood stuff. Like my parents, they, um, Cause we weren't allowed to like watch movies, right? 9-11 conspiracy. Yeah, though, that, so. was, yeah. that is so out of pocket. You don't show a five-year-old that, and you're like, yep. Bush did it. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. No, but we, we were allowed to watch certain TV shows that, like my parents had grown up on. So like the shows that I did watch, um, were, like, I love Lucy, Dick Van Dyke, like Beverly Hillbillies, you know, any of those. Yeah. yeah yeah and um so i watched a lot of those so like recently i've just been watching those again
0: oh nice! Like i love
1: lucy lucy carmichael killer
0: it's like comfort watching
1: amazing comedian she's awesome yeah definitely comfort watching yeah. just the old shows i used to watch back in the day
0: i did that for a period with like the cartoons that i grew up with and just torrent them all and then like watch transformers or some shit
1: mm. yeah that's good There was i was one period of my life like last year this is kind of embarrassing but i watched national treasure every night for two weeks
0: is that the nicholas cage yeah movie?
1: <laughs> i watched it every night for two weeks i don't know why <laughs> i like love Nicolas cage dude and i would just like fall asleep to it every night i'm yeah. just like Nicolas cage
0: just let him tuck you in
1: yeah <laughs> he's like there is a treasure sing <laughs> me a lullaby take me on an adventure nick <laughs> they're coming for us yeah no, know i love Nicolas cage do you, do you write music at all like songwriting
0: yeah we've yeah. been doing it more it's instrumental stoner metal sick um but that's been a fun process he used to write, like, say songs with an acoustic guitar. Cause mm. I wrote maybe two or three. That I was like, I'm satisfied with those. Those yeah. are good. I don't even think I'd be able to play them now because it's been yeah so many years. But that was honestly when I moved out here. <laughs> I wasn't really comfortable jamming with people outside of the guys that I played in the band with in high school, and that was just. grew up together one of them was my cousin
1: you feel Uh, comfortable
0: yeah yeah that was like the first band that i played in the first group of guys that i I jammed with and honestly probably the only group of guys that i jammed with from Mm -hmm. like i think it was 14 or something when we started 14 to 20 and you go okay cool and we you know after the the high school band broke up then it was just me the, the two guitar players adam and logan and we would just basement jam, mm-hmm. you know, closet band type deal.
1: Those are some of my favorite moments, though. Absolutely. Yeah, those are what is the for me like a big meaning of why. Yeah. It's just like those jams.
0: And so when I moved out here. I honestly, a few years ago, I told a buddy that I like I used to play bass. I was like, I don't think I'll ever play it again, though. No. Um, But then COVID happened. And. Honestly, I got into stand-up to replace music as a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. I did have, like, I've got an acoustic, haven't touched it in years now. But, like, I was messing around with that, writing little songs. And then yeah, COVID happened, couldn't do any stand-up. And I was like, I'm going to get a bass really? and get back into it. Literally laying in bed. <laughs> I was living up in Edmonton at this point. And laying in bed, and I was like, but... I, I'm just gonna grab one off Kijiji because I'm like I don't even know if I have like dexterity or just mm-hmm. something in, in yep. tr- to get it back right, knock the rust off with. And this guy posted, he's like, it was like posted one minute ago, <laughs> and I was like, that's per- that's even better than what I was looking for. And I hit him up, I was like, hey, is this available? And would you take like five fifty for it, right? He was like, "Yeah, absolutely." He sends me his address. He lives one block over from me.
1: What? <laughs> I was that's like, like, "Meant to be." I know.
0: I was so stoked, and I love that thing.
1: Yeah, and you playing?
0: Oh yeah, more? yeah. And so that just got me back into it, and then uh, that's when I met Mitch, uh, and we had been jamming. Actually, someone had left me a. a, a there was a squire just gifted to me, and because I helped a buddy move. Oh, here, sweet. And here in Calgary. And I helped him move one time. and I was playing that bass. And then I helped him move like two years later. And the bass hadn't left the spot that I had left it. And he <laughs> was like, do you want that thing? I was like, sure. So I guess I used that thing to knock the rust off. And I was looking for something else. But well, yeah, then I started jamming with Mitch. And uh, a friend of his was just kind of learning drums. So it worked out well that we were able to just kind of push him and mold him to what we needed it to be. Hmm. And... Mitch is a fantastic guitar player, and we just kind of meshed. And it was the first time that I felt that uh, that comfort, yeah. e- easy, easy comfort, yeah. of, of just jamming with someone
1: and no expectations, no not expectations, not being anything, no, yeah,
0: and literally just having fun. And what was fun with Mitch and still is is he's like he's a closet guitar player, but had never performed before. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh man, this is going to like be great. It's just fresh. Yeah. Exactly. That's so, cool. like, got, not jaded yet. <laughs> we got things to get, yeah, definitely, yeah, like, right? Like the industry. It's just excited to be up there.
1: Yeah. And just to share. That's really cool.
0: Yeah. And then uh, eventually we had to replace our drummer because he stopped showing up. And that's when we got uh, Brandon in. And that's the guy that just randomly met. Oh, you know, yeah. The Browns. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it just also so happens that he lives up down the street from me and Red Deer. Weird. So it's just everything very, very organically nice and, comes together. Yeah,
1: that's when you can actually like create, though. Like, cause I remember when I, um, I didn't ever feel that until I was working with Craig and Colin, cause I was working with my ex who was a musician, but it was so like brutal in the sense of like, oh, sing this way. Oh, you're not very good at writing. Mm-hmm. You're not, you know. And so I never like felt that ease and comfort to fuck up and to. And, like, once I found that, it's just, it gives you a whole new meaning of why you do music. Yeah. Right. And yeah, I definitely went through a huge phase of that of being like told that I couldn't do music or I couldn't write very well or, you know, it's like, what the fuck?
0: And that's nonsense.
1: Yeah. No, it is nonsense. And it was very much because, like, when I was, um, quit the little opera thing is like mom i'm moving out um for <laughs> mom it, w- it was very much w- with the pretense of that we would be a duo mm-hmm. and that we were going because i was like i don't know what i'm doing so i'm going to need you i want to trust you in this but this is something that i feel will fulfill me and something that i want to do and then as soon as i declined all my stuff he's like no we're not a duo you're a solo artist you're your own and i was like what
0: <laughs> you just left you stranded.
1: Yeah, but in a very weird toxic way because I'm also living with this person yeah. now.
0: Yeah. And why wouldn't you want to
1: Yeah, and I'm very I'm someone who's very trusting and I want to, I want to put my faith in someone and I want and I I don't maliciously try to do things to other people or mm-hmm. control their creativity and stuff. So it was very much that for a long time until and then I never like had written like a full song by myself until after we'd broken up and I remember with like Ryan Cooley like we wrote this. Like the one song I have called Shades of Blue, which is just me being like, <laughs> right? <laughs> like me. And then, and I remember after like it being together and then me being like, oh, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I actually can write lyrics and yep. I can do these things and then meeting the band and everything and having that space where then you can fuck up. It's perfectly fine to make a really bad song. Yep. Like make a bad song. Definitely. Write, write bullshit, you know?
0: what I found with, especially now with writing with other people mm-hmm. for the band, it's, because I think initially we kind of st- thought maybe we'll have a vocalist. It didn't start out as a, an instrumental project. Yeah, It was just, this is what we're working with. We don't have a singer. So like, let's just do this. And then as we just continued jamming and really, because over the last few years, I just really got into stoner metal and the vibe of it and then stoner
1: metal what what would you
0: like truck fighters or oh, Kaya's and just okay because you can just drone on right yeah okay. <laughs> like sometimes some guys are a little ridiculous with it but to really just get into that groove and, and be there like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be overly complicated it just make makes you want to move your head it's just yeah just perfect yeah, as it is exactly yeah. And so got into that, and I was like, okay, well, I definitely want to push that, and that would be definitely fun to to play. And do now, do you do any vocals at all? No, not anymore. No. Um, we basically decided that I was going to be an instrumental project, and that was great because now it's pushed our songwriting. We have to be, I want to say, more involved, where it's not necessarily like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, mm-hmm. and you know, you kind of hang around. There's a lot more, we, we, just to keep it interesting for ourselves and, and the audience without a vocalist, there's nothing for them to sing along with. So the riffs that we're playing, we got to make them a little more intricate. Well, you're doing it
1: like it's the melodies, like it's it, the, it has to take that spot of what. Exactly. Yeah.
0: We have to, and we have to That's take it. That's a good on, challenge. It is. And yeah. it's great because we take on that challenge together.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, everyone and like switch off the, the spots where people take up that role of vocalist. Hmm. and that's cool yeah so it's been it's been the nicest uh it just matched where i was uh for my level of musicianship and where i want to push myself to learn and it's been great that's awesome especially writing with people we were talking about this the other day where we're very open to um because you just bring an idea forward and we're jamming and whatnot and then as the song develops, really the, the details of what people have to say. How many times do you want to play this? Let's cut this short. Let's transition here. Let's bring back that riff there. It's and like a puzzle. Exactly. The, that's the, the coolest part. The architecture of it. Yeah. And just fortunate to be working with guys that were all pretty well on the same page. Yeah. And Brandon was saying, like he's like, this is your guys' project. And I just get to play drums for it. But he's definitely... Because we already had a bunch of songs written and then he got to bring in and and add his own style to it. But he's becoming more integrated as he watches us.
1: Well, that's the result of leaving your ego at the door, though, right? Mm. It's not, not, you know, if you're going into a, a situation where someone wants it to be something or they want to, like, be spotlighted more or something. Like, when you leave your ego at the door, then you can actually, like, really create without any boundaries. Yeah. Or... Like, that's what it's supposed to be about.
0: And it, and also, when to leave room for, like, if someone's, they're like, I want to do this one, and, and just go along with it. Mm-hmm. Go like, yeah, all right. Yeah, that's be, cool. Be open to it. Be encouraging. And
1: yeah. That's like, it's just, it just comes down to, like, I think music and just being, it's just life.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: it's nothing, like, for me, I'm just like, I, the way that, like, in that same, like, space where you're creating, that should be, like, the same attitude that you have in life. Just, like, not having to one-up a person or you know, just giving each person space to say and be. And like, that's the one thing that like, going back to like Red Deer and stuff that exists, I find in the ecosystem of the music community mm-hmm. that is just really, really important. Yeah. Otherwise it's so stressful. Like I'm not trying, I'm trying to pay my rent and keep my plants alive and like express my feelings. And that's what's important to me. Otherwise I'm gonna lose my shit and I'm gonna <laughs> be a bitch. I will be a bitch.
0: <laughs> like, well, I'm, in case in case she's ever a bitch to anyone yeah you know that, why that this is the warning
1: yeah no just a heads up yeah it's interesting
0: it is and it just honestly feels really great to create something with other people mm-hmm. for whatever stand-up is such a solo sport
1: it's, yeah isolated
0: yeah that like when you it, that's good too because when you fail like it's on you but when you succeed you earn that mm-hmm um, but it is so nice just playing with people and make, you're like, I don't even know if this is anything, but yeah. we, we just, but played. it's about
1: that moment, right? Exactly. It's, yeah. But. And that is interesting that you say that too, because I kind of feel that in a certain way where it's like, essentially, you know, I am a solo artist. I don't have like my band members. It's not my band, right? Mm-hmm. Like they play with many people and I, I think that's awesome. And you know, we just somehow fit each other's schedules in and like make things happen, but you know, so like I, I do understand that sense of like a solo sport too. Yeah. Like even for me it's like, well, if I'm not the one who's releasing shit or I'm not the one who's like booking shows, it's not going to happen, yeah. you know. And I then that is very overwhelming for me mm-hmm. cuz I have I have so much music that's ready to go. So much. That's like finished, completed, awesome, love it. And then I'm like and I don't release it. What the hell is that? I don't know why. I think it probably
0: is a publishing anxiety.
1: No, it's not anxious. It's not not anxiety. I think it's just like... Laziness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> procrastination? Yeah, procrastination
1: uh. fully because it's like to then to release a song. It's like... Because I love these songs so much that they deserve effort. Mm-hmm. They deserve to have like a marketing plan around them. They, they deserve to have attention brought and a plan around them. And then I think for me, I find that overwhelming mm-hmm. of like having to create content by myself and having to, you know reach out to people and i have i have like the program that i did have in toronto and stuff like i did get a lot of like really awesome connections and stuff and i don't want to like i think if anything that i feel nervous that i don't if i don't utilize them correctly then you know like i have like this special little thing that i, I could use it but i need to do it right
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is i think that's what it really is i don't know if it's maybe that is anxiety
0: yeah i don't know it's the uh... oh there's definitely a word for it <laughs>
1: I know part of it is imposter syndrome for me. Yeah. yeah. Where I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I am like i i am not. i am like i do not even sing. No. <laughs> I'm like, I don't do music. Yeah, what the fuck?
0: Yeah. You can be an expert in your field and go, I don't know, man. I have ask no, someone, idea. ask someone who knows.
1: Yeah. I, I, I will literally be like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Not one.
0: I, that's it. Everyone's just making it up.
1: Yeah. No, it's, it is. It is completely true. But the imposter syndrome, especially in like the creative space for artists is brutal. Yeah. Right.
0: Oh, I, I get that even on stage. I'm like, Am I playing the song right? It's like you wrote it. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, I know. I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. And like, are they gonna know? I'm like, no, bitch, it's not released. <laughs> no one knows. No one cares. But no, the imposter syndrome is crazy too. Like I and it's also because I'm not I'm not an instrumentalist. Mm-hmm. Like I can bullshit piano enough that people are like, oh, she can play. I can't. Like, um, I just mostly play by ear and stuff, but there's a huge level of imposter syndrome there where I'm like Which is just, it's so dumb. It is. It's so dumb. It doesn't mean any, like it's just gets in your way. And I don't, I don't like how we do that to ourselves.
0: I cannot play music uh, high. I don't even like, I don't really smoke pot anyways. Oh yeah, no. But if I have a hit of a joint and we're just jamming me and my buddy in, in the safe space, I've shut down.
1: Oh, I will completely, I will, I will literally be in this house (laughs) and I'll be like, my mom knows. (laughs) She knows I'm high and she's probably going to show up here. (laughs)
0: <laughs> drive all the way down
1: <laughs> I know And it's definitely from Like some childhood trauma Because I was doing some Bullshit back in the day Yeah Where I, oh yeah, yeah yeah I was A hoodlum Yeah Oh
0: <laughs> Breaking the cars What would we get up to uh,
1: Well there was a period For like a year and a half Where I snuck out Every single night And was doing drugs That was a good one But when I was like 14 I would steal my parents Car at night And I'd drive to um... <laughs> It's not good dude And no What's in between Red Deer and Lacombe? It's no, um, Black Falls, Black Falls, yeah. And I would drive to Black Falls <laughs> oh, to go see my stupid little boyfriend, and like I'd spend the night and drive home at 5 a.m. And then I did it for like four months, just like I was like four, I didn't even have a learner's, and I just steal their car. That was never the, got caught. Oh, I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, Stop stealing the car, <laughs> and I was like, What are you gonna do, mom? <laughs> and yeah, they didn't actually like the any of the punishment was never, I was like, try me. I was like, do it. Like, you know how parents will threaten you with things? And I was like, absolutely do it, try it. And then I was was really bad. That was a catalyst of all of that. And then I would sneak out at night with a friend of mine and just like he would, I remember he would pick me up at night with like a booster juice that was filled with shrooms. (laughs) And I would have no idea the amount and I would just get fucking high. And I distinctly remember one time, like, (laughs) manged. Like, it was, I was, I don't even know how I survived that period of my life. And I remember one night, I, obviously I wasn't very smart about it, because I, like, went out before, like, I had actually snuck out. Because I would go out and hang out, and then I'd have to come back and sneak out again. Yeah. Right? And I, like, took a lot of shrooms. A lot. To the point that, like, we were driving, and then the road turned into, like, lava. And I've never hallucinated like that. I've never, like sometimes they all see patterns and things move a little bit. No, Legit. I was on a different planet. The sky was purple. Like the trees were red. And then my mom calls me. She's like, where the fuck are you? And I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> I'm not on earth anymore. I'm like, I don't know where I am. Mom." She's just like, get home now. And I was like, okay, 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 okay. And I come home and I am like, you know, like that paranoia that you're on shrooms and like, you're just like terrified. And I was like, not okay. I go in and my mom's upstairs. My dad's on the couch and he just looks at me and he just laughs. He's like, huh, go talk to your mom. Because <laughs> I was just like, my eyes, I'm just like, just mangled. Only pupil. Yeah. Only pupil. So then I go upstairs. My mom's like, she's the one who would fly off the handle, right? And she, not, not, very warranted. Yeah. Very warranted. If I was a mother, I would beat the shit out of me. I like, and so, I, I might have been like 16. Oh, okay, this at this morning. point. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Big difference. <laughs> Big girl.
1: And I remember like, covering my eyes (laughs) and like going in my room and covering myself with a blanket because i'm like if she sees my eyes i am dead and she was like were you smoking marijuana and i'm like yes yes don't look at my eyes they're red (laughs) so then i and then i had like i don't know if it was an ego death or what but it was my first realization of like how small I am in the universe. Cause like I'm hiding in this bedroom waiting for her to go to sleep so I can sneak back out. Cause he is also on shrooms in his car watching the fence, you know, waiting for you to hop it, waiting for me. And like, are any of these good decisions? No, Mm -hmm. do not drive on shrooms dumb but whatever um and then i remember like sitting there freaking out after just getting like yelled at and being like holy shit i live in a box that's beside another box and all these people are in boxes and we don't talk to each other but we all live like 40 feet away and i'm going through this and they, they, they're going probably through their own things and we're all in just these little boxes that are built in other boxes and a city is a box and then <laughs> i just like lost my shit and finally i snuck out again and then i remember like going to clay like after like i had just had like the world's biggest epiphany at 16 yeah. and i was like you'll never guess what i learned clay and he was like yo the fence just won't stop moving <laughs> <laughs> and it was like that progressed and then it got and then i was doing some really really bad shit like i was part of like selling drugs with people and doing very 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 stupid things yeah yeah um and yeah to the point where it was like like it was a I like, my friend started selling drugs who had grown up with and he grew up in the same religion as us. And like, there's something that happens like when you repress children so much Mm. and they don't get to see the outside world and the dangers of it that when they do explode, they explode out and don't realize the, the harm and stuff that you can put yourself in. So he started like selling drugs and I just like missed my friend. And I didn't, he was like, oh, this is foolproof. Don't worry you know that's like it's always fucking foolproof yeah what the hell and we would drive around i don't know if this is incriminating to me i don't know probably not i was a minor Yeah. everyone else went to jail so oh, i know <laughs> yeah, it gets bad dude <laughs> and i would drive around with him with a pouch of drugs at my feet and not like little like oh here's some weed no it was like crack molly like drugs right yeah my dumbass just brings my ukulele with me and I have like a blanket and we're like picking people up and I like pass them their cocaine and I'm like, one to hear a song? I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> the people on Molly loved it. <laughs> they loved it, but it was also like one of those things where I think like looking back at it, like that moment was a huge thing that changed my life because then I also like really saw the damage of drugs. I really mm. saw like the one guy who would, call us four times a night to get crack and like suddenly he has like a new necklace to trade in for or like just scrounging for money and like so i think that was a really interesting thing to see like really see yep. firsthand as a child and then then it got bad i mean got jumped really bad and it was like very violent
0: yeah. and did you get beat up
1: no i didn't Thankfully. But, like, no, it was, like, some guy came into the car. The, f- for a foolproof system, it was fucking stupid. But we're going to drive around with, like, 10 grand of drugs with us and, like, let people in the car Yeah. behind us? That's not smart. So then I just sensed something was off, and they came around, like, smashed the windows in with, like, guns and, like, beat my friend's face in. And, like, it was, like, pretty violent, right? Yeah. But I can't, like, tell my mom. No. <laughs> Be like, hey, mom. So <laughs> I went through this. So then I remember... um Distinctively, like being, yeah. So then that happened, and we like went to the boss's house or some shit, and like they like got in with guns and shit. And I was like, I gotta go. I'm like, I am 16, and I have a ukulele. Like, <laughs> no, I was like, I don't want to be a part of this. I'm a child, and I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. And you know that I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not a hood kid. I'm just like la di da da, like not realizing what I'm doing. And so then he let me to the hospital. Um. And I remember sitting in the waiting room at like 3 a.m., like there's like blood on me and like I'm like with some dude who's, and I'm just, it's just me there. And I'm like, I would go into the car with like the glass everywhere to like find a cigarette cause I'm so stressed the fuck out. Yeah. And there was this older guy who was sitting there in the ER and he like looks at me, he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to say? Yeah. Like, the truth? Absolutely not. Like, yeah, I'm doing something illegal. Like, I can't say that. And so then he started talking to me and stuff, and I started talking about my opera. Because during this time, I'm also, like, waking up and, like, going to provincials for opera. Oh,
2: my gosh. Where well, you yeah, so sleep?
1: Not often. No. No. And then I remember him... Um, I showed him some videos of my opera and stuff. And then he, uh, there was a quite a long conversation, but I remember like distinctively at the end, he like looked at me and he said, he's like, I don't know what you're doing. He's like, but it's not good. And he said, and you are way too talented to be doing what you're doing and you need to stop it. And then for me, that was like a light bulb moment being like, Holy fuck.
0: Yeah. It's a Mm -hmm. messed up situation to be in at 16. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then my friend went to jail and then he, (laughs) the cops ended up calling and one night calling me and being like, because um, I, I didn't talk to my friend after that for a little, few days. So I was like, this is weird. This yeah. was a lot for me. This was, now I realize the magnitude of everything that I'm in and this is kind of fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, and then I got a call.
0: It was all fun and ukulele games.
1: Yeah, I just thought I was hanging out. I was just vibing. I don't know. I don't know what, I wasn't thinking at mm-hmm. all. I was a kid. Yeah. And then um, I remember getting a call at like, maybe like 10 30 11 at night and was like this is constable so-and-so we have um your friend in custody Do you, you, you know who this is and I'm like no <laughs> I don't know who that is and he's like, well we have a video of like a pretty violent attack that you were a part of and I was like well no they just like stole my purse and I haven't seen this person in a long time and I just like lied right and he's like well we're coming to pick you up right now for questioning and I'm like I'm a minor <laughs> I said like, you gotta call my mom you can't just pick me up I was like so and he like told me where I lived he told me like my family like he told me everything and I was sketch out because I was like what if because if, he was like I'm going to come pick you up so in my head I'm like yo this is like a drug king ping guy who, who's like trying to test me or some shit right and then I go into the house my mom's phone is ringing because I said you have to call my mom
0: and he did immediately and he, <laughs> <called
1: my mom. laughs>
0: he thought he was just going to oh, no, no.
1: I was like I got you you can't get me and then as the phone's ringing I'm like mom this is the cops this is something about he was smelling some marijuana and uh and i was you know just lied through my teeth and then the one thing about my mother is that this is a nut story hey (laughs) the one thing about my mother is that she values her sleep you never fuck with patty's sleep ever because she doesn't sleep that well and so when she's asleep leave her be Unless you want to die, yeah. don't make a sound, right? And so then the call woke her up, and she was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> "She's like, what do you mean? This is the fucking cops, Emily?" And then yeah. the the guy was like, "We want to take her in for questioning right now." My mom was like, "I was asleep," and she's like, "And I'm gonna go back to sleep." She says, "I will take my daughter in at eight in the morning tomorrow," but I am going back to bed. It's not happening right now. And then the whole night I am freaking the fuck out because I'm like, "Tomorrow morning I'm going in at eight a.m." Oh
0: my going to jail tomorrow
1: yeah no and we went and then the police station was closed and i never heard from it again at all (laughs) (laughs) is that fucked up
0: i guess calling uh, tell them to call your mom was the right move
1: i uh, yeah like either way i was still like 16 (laughs) or 17 or something but i like they never they they weren't there i never heard from them again isn't that weird?
0: That is weird. So it was
1: a very like that shifted my life for sure.
0: Yeah. Why 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 didn't he be like, we're actually closed tomorrow, ma'am? But
1: <laughs> See, that's why <where> <laughs> like- that's where I think it's sus. I'm like, was it really the cops? Yeah. You know? But either way, then my friend went to jail and he got out and he like wrote me a big letter on toilet paper. It was really funny. <laughs> it's not funny. It was uh not funny at all actually. But apology a- letter or yeah, just expressing his feelings and yeah. And also being like, I'm sorry that you, I drug you into this, like that kind of thing. But I was just like trying to vibe. And then I realized like later, I'm like, holy shit. So that's the story about my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so now I'm on the straight in there. Like I don't fuck with drugs. <laughs> if I get high, I'm like my mom fucking knows. Nah. Like, cause she is, cause it's not like attached like some weird, like, oh, I have a little bit of anxiety. No, it's attached to a really big thing in my life yeah. where I'm, like, so I don't fuck with that. Like, I, I'll do shrooms a little bit once in a while, but if people are like, let's go do Coke, I'm like, uh... No, thank you. No. Yeah. Also, because, like, I've seen where that comes from. I know people who have, like, been affected for that, and, like, people have died for your Coke. Yeah. Just for you to snort it one night. Like, some person has been caught with, like, with, like, a dealer, and, like, their are runners for them, and they owe them money, and they're caught in this lifestyle, and it's not just, like, cute little party thing. No, In it's my opinion.
0: Pretty... Deadly all the way down.
1: Yeah, yeah, from the top down, fully. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: And then you just get these chicks who are like 22 and they just have coke foreheads. <laughs> it was a coke forehead. It's all like scrunched up and they got like the forehead of a of a 40 year old man who just worked his entire life in an accounting firm and just never never smiled.
1: Never smiled.
0: And it's like, oh, okay, yeah. You,
1: yeah, I don't know. I just yeah. And I see that a lot too, like in my job, like working in a bar, like yeah. it's, I don't know. There's a part of me that I'm kind of like, what are we celebrating? You know, like what are we? It's Wednesday. Yeah, I remember <laughs> at my job there was one night where I had to bust five grown men out of one stall on a Monday night doing coke together. And I was like, it is Monday at, and it's 9.30 and we only have three bathroom stalls. Why are all of you in one? Yeah. Like, I know you're not talking about your feelings. Like, so like if you're going to do it, first of all, just be better.
0: Yeah. Don't. But it's also Monday. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, I I just don't understand that. But, you know, teach your own, I guess. Yeah. You know.
0: (laughs) At some point, the days don't matter anymore.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Hey, it just blurs together. Hey, it's
0: the only time they can get away from the the family, right?
1: Yeah. I I hear those too. I I definitely see all that too.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's crazy infidelity. Yeah, and just like talking shit about their partners. Like I'm like, That's weird. why don't you leave? Yeah, like I, I I see it like there's someone who I serve regularly, and he just a grotesque shit about his wife, and I'm like, you should just. I told him I was like, get divorced, dude. Like,
2: what's the yeah, what, what, what?
1: What are we doing here? Do you think that I'm enjoying this? <laughs> like I'm not, but I also want your money, so I'm putting up with it because I want to get tipped good. Yeah, but. Yeah, just like crazy shit. And I'm like, I don't know, people just leave. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Bartending, you definitely play that role of pseudo-therapist for people.
1: Mm-hmm. And it, it does get exhausting.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: It gets emotionally draining. And I'm normally pretty good at like separating the two and just being like, oh, whatever. But like there was one night recently where I was like hitting burnout. Because I've been doing like bar closes like five, six nights a week for like two years now, right? And that's a lot. And there was one night, the other night, where I was, just felt like, doing my job was taking from me. If that makes sense. Uh-huh. Like even a, a simple thing, like a server sitting at the well waiting for her beer. It felt like I remember thinking, like I can't give more of myself. Like I end, you know, like that having to balance that too, and then having people come in and be like, say like crazy shit to me. And I have this one guy who comes in, and he's super weird. He like. Will come in and he'll play his own music on his iPhone.
0: Just there. Yeah. The and then he'll
1: like be like he's an older guy who is like an old musician. Like the musician who never did anything with it and is so bitter because of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And he'll be like playing like old like rock bands and be like, This was when music was good. And he's like, it's better than this shit that's playing. And like and like speaking to like the music that we play in the restaurant. I'm like, okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But he came in the other night to me and he was like telling me. This is 1 a.m. I've worked like a nine hour shift and he's telling me like deep down, Emily, I know you're a believer in God. And I'm like, what? Like, and then he started to proceed to tell me that like Christianity was the first religion ever uh-huh. and just like things that like aren't correct. And he was like, I know deep down you do believe. And I'm like, okay, based on my childhood, everything I've gone through, I can tell you that I don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's not based <laughs> on some bullshit. And, but it was just so emotionally exhausting. I'm like, do you...
0: Did you just look at him and tell him, you know what I believe? 9-11 was an inside job.
1: <laughs> I knew that from the <laughs> age of five. <laughs> I don't know. It was a little sus though. I yeah. don't know. Maybe I, maybe that's when I actually do believe the conspiracy theory. Uh, that's what happens being indoctrinated from like five years old.
0: Yeah. But yeah. people coming in and, and honestly, I had a weird interaction with a vegan a few <laughs> weeks ago. And it's like, it, I only, where was where this? It was at the pool. My, I messed up my back. And so I went into the, the hot tub at the rec center. And great hot tub, whatnot. Wasn't thinking, though, because typically when I go there for like a lane swim or something, it's in the morning or in the evening. It's pretty chill. No, Saturday afternoon in the summertime.
1: Busy, busy. I was
0: like, I forgot that kids exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do that, too. Yeah. So sitting there in the hot tub and I'm just like, this is awful, but whatever. And then this other guy comes in, and he sits down. We just, you know, normal chit chat. Yeah. Whatnot, talking about the facility. Oh, this is so great and whatnot. And then he just Yeah, he got on to uh just ask me what I ate, what my diet was like. You know, <laughs> Thank and I, you, sir. Well, I thought maybe we're talking like health points here, like what's your training regimen like or whatnot. And then he just went into to vegan mode and about the vegan and one of the I, what was nice is I was just trying to be open I was willing to listen to him and everything
1: yeah we're just yeah but
0: it was the closest thing that I've had to like someone uh, a hyper religious person yeah trying to convert me and it just gave off that exact vibe yeah and I was like this is bizarre man
1: yeah it's it gets intense yeah, yeah it does
0: and funny because. Was he just,
1: like, telling you about, like, health facts or Yeah, was but it based he, on health or based on... Well, he's telling him, cruel. telling
0: me about how good he feels and, cool. like, in all that. And it's, like, Sick, dude, you're good. And I said, actually, one of my really good friends, he's been doing the carnivore diet for about a oh, year now. Oh, don't say now. that
2: to the vegan. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like,
0: and he says the same thing, man. He's never felt better and all this. So I'm like, it's nice that we can live in a spot where, each like, person you, can you do their own thing. He's exactly, like, no. Exactly. That's exactly it. <laughs> That's insane. And it just got to the point where I was, he didn't, yeah, that's all he wanted to talk about. And he wasn't satisfied unless I converted.
1: Yeah. Well, there comes a point, like I'll have like those conversations with people. Cause like I was raised vegan. My whole family is vegan and my mom is kind of like that too. where mm. she's, but like, she's been vegan since she was like 20. Right. So. But those there's certain conversations and like, I find context in that, like in different places in like my bartending stuff, either be like political or that kind of thing. And there comes a point where you're like, oh, this isn't about us sharing opinions. No, no. This is about you being right. Yeah. And then you just happen to now. you're like, okay. I, I typically will just be like, well, you know what? I'm glad that we can agree to disagree, and we can just move on and keep doing our lives. But cause... they're not even
0: satisfied with that? No,
1: no, they're not. Like, I could show you some research that will really change it for you. or
0: Yeah, because even this guy I said, hey, man, it was nice talking to you, but I got to head out. And as I'm walking away, he just shouts out. He's like, I just think it'd be better if we lived in a world where we didn't decapitate animals. <laughs> <laughs> <I> was like... <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: all looked, right well, I just looked I, I said well you know what man some people get off on that I don't kink shame <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's a
1: good way to shut him up I swear that's You're, all I, yeah I what are you are supposed to say uh, yeah I just I just think it'd be better if we live in a world where people don't shove opinions down people's throats that's what I think like but the, the, even
0: that would be lost on them.
1: No. And the context of that is hilarious. Just in a hot tub. It sounds I like know. A, it's like a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> like, that shit is like, you can't even write it. No, I had a situation like that too, where it was probably a few months ago and it was these ladies coming in and they were still on like all the truck convoy shit and they were still talking about, you know, I haven't heard people like go off about the covid stuff and the vaccines and shit for a long time and i dealt with it very up close when i was working you know working bartending in the industry like during that time but i had those ladies where um they told me that like well you know you got the vaccine like no you didn't and i'm like well yeah yeah Yeah, i did yeah then she's like telling me how I'll never have children and like we're just saying shit to me that i was like it's hard for me when they're like actually wrong on certain things. when so I'm like, no, mm-hmm. this is, but they don't want to listen to it. And I had those bitches tell me that I should use my voice to fight for freedom for Canada. Cause I said I was a musician. What? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you should really write like a freedom song. Like the people I like, I'm like, but I'd have to care about that and feel like my freedoms are stripped and I feel perfectly free, man. Yeah. But yeah, people will just do that. Like there, there's a cognitive dissonance there. Absolutely. There- <laughs>
0: Absolutely. People forget that that they interact with other sentient beings and just...
1: It's very weird. And then I I see the... And I don't mean to be like a complete dick about it, but I'm like, how did you get this far? Like, how did you... How do you own a house? How do you... Like, are your friends all like this? Is this... You just live in this, like, echo chamber Absolutely. Yeah, I find it very shocking. Oh, it's... I just think it'd be better to live in a world where you didn't decapitate animals at the pool on a Saturday. Is a crazy thing to As say. As I'm
0: walking away, like I'm not even. We're not like, like, thank you for the conversation. And then it's like, had to get the the stamp in. Like this, think, this will be the hail he, mary. Do you attempt. think that
1: he leaves that situation feeling like he did something, or do he, he must? Yeah, because I'm like, what is the gain in that? Is that like, you feel like you've done something for your cause. But if all you've ever done is now is just alienate people Mm. from your cause. Exactly.
0: You go, I don't want to be vegan on the principle of being associated with someone like you now.
1: Yeah, no. And like, that's (laughs) hundred percent. Yeah. No. And like, that's where like the crazy vegan thing low key comes in. I'm like, yeah, I remember one time I got a scathing review (laughs) on my job and it was, like for me, when it comes to like the vegetarian, vegan thing, like I'm mostly vegetarian because I was just raised that way. Yeah, I tried, I tried to be like, fuck you mom. And I was like trying to eat steak and shit. Ch- I did. You killed
0: your own cow? Yeah. Just just it it. My own cow.
1: <laughs> Started drinking his blood. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's more like chicken sausage, but, um, I tried that and I just like, don't, f- I, I feel better when I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, but I was serving this table and it was like, they came in i think it was like their first time here and then it was their anniversary so i like, gave them a free dessert which is like things we don't do mm-hmm. right but you know the service was good everything was fine they liked their food he ordered like one of our nicest steaks which is like a 45 dollar steak right so at the end i thought she went to the washroom and we we're like we're just doing the bills and i was like oh like how is was how the steak because like it's a big ticket item in the restaurant so i want to like quality check i'm, also, I'm just talking I'm, yeah I'm, definitely. I'm try- you know whatever and and he says to me, I, and I was like, oh, he's like, it was really good. And I said, oh, you know, I'm vegetarian, but that's the one thing that tempts me when I see that. A lie, complete lie. Like, I know, yeah. but it's just shit you say, right? And then he started telling me about how he used to be a vegan. And I'm like, oh, cool, like common interests and stuff. And he was talking to me about how it was more for environmental reasons, because I asked him why. And, you know, I don't give a fuck what people eat. I don't care. No. I'm just talking. I'm trying to get a tip. That's all it is. I'm trying to get 25. percent That's it, and and then he started talking to me about environmental stuff. And I was telling him how I like watched this documentary about um, how our like when our electronics we throw away and how they break down and how like even the, they'll say they'll be locally broke down. Eventually, it all just goes to Africa, and we have these people who are working for a dollar a day who are breaking down your fucking iPhone. And like I was just talking about that, right? And like it seemed fine. It was like maybe a 10 minute conversation, and then he left. And the next day, <laughs> there was a review that was like three stars. <laughs>
0: <And it's, laughs> Already bad.
1: No, three stars is like not that bad, but it's not good. But she says food and food was great and everything until I was questioned by a vegetarian waitress and why I ate a steak. And I was like, what? No, and like that wasn't it. They went onto this Facebook page that has 70,000 people on it, like a food page, <laughs> and Roasted the fuck out of me saying that I berated her husband for 15 minutes about why he shouldn't eat meat Oh,
0: she was jealous that he was talking. Oh, to Oh for
1: sure yeah. I, thought, <laughs> I thought the bitch was peeing I don't know and it was funny because I had no idea that that had happened until I was like serving another day And I kind of told him about like the little review that was on like the facebook or like the yelp thing or whatever And then he was like, oh I gotta show you something, Emily. One of my regulars had seen it, screenshotted it, and sent it to my other regulars, being like, ah, this is totally Emily. <laughs> <laughs> like, and she just tore me apart. And I'm like, ma'am, I didn't, I told him, like, I don't care. But he was talking to me about it. But they just, she said, I berated her husband for 15 minutes. It was the most unprofessional service that has ever happened. And that this V, ve- don't go here because the vegan waitress, first of all, I'm not even vegan.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but she was like, the vegan waitress, like, you can't eat meat there. Otherwise she'll berate you. And I was just like, holy fuck. And I tried to find it, but I think she deleted it, but there was like 40 comments on it. And I was like, what is happening here? She named me, named the restaurant. It's not good.
0: Did you get (laughs) doxxed?
1: Yeah, right? No. (laughs) I had like some vegans would come up and like, we're here for your cause, man. Yeah, Yeah, no. No, thankfully it was like so out of pocket that like my management was like, yeah, this isn't you. Obviously. I think that's what it was. Apparently she went to go warm up the car. I didn't know that. I thought she was peeing. I don't know. But she was out warming the car up waiting for me or for him.
0: Definitely salty that he just stayed in there and chatted you up.
1: But ma'am, I'm not going to fuck your 65 year old husband. I'm not Mm -hmm. doing it. I can promise I you, especially not in your wedding anniversary. Trying to
0: push him out of the will or push her out of the will. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah.
1: She's like, I've dedicated 30 years of my life to this money. <laughs> yeah, you think She's you just... like, you think that you're a little dumbass and come here and take it? I'm like, yes, I do think that actually. <laughs> no, it's just absolutely brutal. So people, I just like, I don't understand. Like there's no level of like, I think it just comes down to ego. Like it's just, it's not that serious. No you know and like the whole vegan thing the world's fucked up anyways you think like not eating animals is gonna stop the mass corporations no no there's no it's a it's a train that is going f- fast into derailment and there's
0: nothing really we can do about it no like it, you can do but, like small but,
1: things to make you feel like you're doing something yeah but
0: do the things around you that mm-hmm. you,
1: know. you know and like just be in tune with your body and like how that feels but like going up to someone and being like you should be vegan is absurd
0: so you know what I've stopped doing is whenever you get like a six pack of beer or pop, or whatever, and they have that little, the plastic. O. Mm-hmm. you, know, you
1: stopped cutting them apart. Yeah. I
0: stopped cutting them because I was like, why are they ending up in the ocean anyways? <laughs> He's like, it's not my problem. <laughs> well, I'm like, How about we just don't put them there and yeah. I don't have to cut them.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I don't, I just rip them just because it's fun. <laughs> I was thinking about that because I've
0: been doing I was... it since I was a kid and I was like, no don't put it in the ocean like, and the fish will be fine yeah <laughs> it's so absurd cutting it, cutting it implies that it's going straight into the
2: ocean
1: yes yeah, like i know that this is about to fuck up the environment so i'll make it fuck it up a little less exactly <laughs> no that's so dumb oh <laughs> yeah it's funny it's like like it's like a huge light bulb moment for you like wait yeah. <laughs> who the fuck is putting this in the ocean? No, it's true. It's 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 absolutely absurd when you like I watch a lot of documentaries and just seeing the shit that people do is absurd. Absolutely absurd. And even like the fishing industry, it's like well, the biggest pollutant like is like fishing nets and it's not has nothing to do with your little six-pack of beer. Yeah. of why we've <laughs> imploded the planet. That's absurd. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up.
0: It's like when straws were fucking killing turtles. What did you now, say? Like when the straws were killing turtles and we're not allowed to have fucking plastic straws anymore.
1: I just like... It's not it's not the straws. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the no, straws. No, it's not. <laughs> the, the problem is like five tons of trash going in every single day and the yeah. person who's like, dump. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> the problem.
0: I'm getting paid.
1: <laughs> I just... I don't know. Why, why is that like... That's like when I will like open... I don't know, like a package and then let's say like I open like a, a hair product and I have a cardboard box and I throw the cardboard box behind my dresser because I'm like, I don't have to see it and, but I still have to clean it up later. Yeah. Like when I move, I still have to be like, holy fuck, oh,
2: yeah. everything
1: is here. But just because I don't see it, then it doesn't exist. Like, meant, so it makes sense why we do that as people because I do that. I'll be like, mm, drop that behind there. That doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, so it kind of makes sense, but it's not cool. I've been doing it last too.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. thing what is there an actual solution to that stuff maybe consume less and all that jazz but anytime that something goes wrong it's always on the individual like of society where it's like no you don't get plastic straws anymore mm-hmm. because this one turtle or whatever <laughs> because someone else dumped garbage into the ocean you're not allowed to have them anymore. <laughs>
1: it's, just, it's just a cycle of like hiding the problem. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Why does no one address that?
1: I think <laughs> that's why a big no part. the fuck did that straw get there in the first place? It's even like <laughs> the fact. fire that guy. It's like, why am I recycling when half of it doesn't even get recycled? Okay, so that was
0: um, growing up on Prince Edward Island. This, and You're on an island. You live yeah. in an island, 100,000 people, whatever. And you living in your little ecosystem and you're good. But we got like a recycling and composting program in like, I think it was like 2000. Right? Oh, wow! So for about like, I don't know, 10, 12 years of my life, we, this was just natural. And it made sense. We're like, yeah, this is why wouldn't you do it this way? Right. And then I moved out here in 2014. And realized that this entire province didn't do that at that point. I was like, there was no point to like my life <laughs> of doing this. Because it, it negates it.
1: Well, you're besides like, the fact that <laughs> like, you just personally feeling better. Yeah, Maybe. or thinking that you
0: were doing something. Thinking that everyone else was on the same page. No, they're not. No, they're no, not. no. And then it's just like, that was a light bulb moment where I was like... <laughs> okay.
1: (laughs) We're fucked. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's true. It's it's absolutely true. And like the way that I see it, I'm like, well, we're not going to do like nothing's going to fucking happen until like the major corporations are shut down that are like putting out all the fumes into the universe. Like just because I use my AC doesn't mean the universe is going to die or the earth is dying because of me. (laughs) It's because of these mass corporations that are doing nothing. And like, even when you look down into like the breakdown of your products or there's a certain mineral that, um, tesla uses uh for electronic cars the cobalt yeah Um... cobalt like the mining of cobalt is like the most inhumane shit ever like and the cobalt cobalt uh industry is like no it's all like humane shit and then you like see a video of like four thousand men with like using their shoe as a shovel to find your fucking cobalt for your dumb tesla that doesn't even work in alberta because it's so damn cold like what
0: (laughs) Uh, oh (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's like and then each person be like oh i need a new iphone and like some dudes like i just work 48 hours for you to get a little bit of cobalt so i can get some rice you know like what the fuck is that yeah it's brutal
0: oh i got a pair of shoes a few years ago and it whatever deal they had on i got like a free pair of sandals with mm-hmm. it but i was like oh wow i've never had like a an adult comfy pair of just flip-flops yeah those, right? those are
1: good yeah and yeah. i
0: was like this is dope the only thing i don't like about them is it just says like nike right on mm-hmm. front of them like that's a little obnoxious but yeah whatever and i was wearing them out and this chick came up and started giving me shit <laughs> she's like you know they like they, that's like slave labor that you're wearing on your feet and i just i was like do you have a cell phone
1: yeah no like do you do you, like yeah the, the, don't let it like, what are you just like picking and choosing certain things to put people about? Like, Absolutely. I just like you watch one documentary and then you're like, oh, I'm like, well, figure out like every single thing in this room is based on someone doing shit that they don't want to do so that I can have my dumb fucking TV yep. and I can have my stupid Christmas lights, which I actually really enjoy and really appreciate them because it's, <laughs> it sets an awesome mood in my house. But like as people who don't want to do like, they don't want to do that shit. It's like when, if you like go in, if you look at like in the US and you have like that, you know, like the Erewhon grocery store, you know about that shit? No. It's like this like grocery, it's just a grocery store that's like the bougiest fucking thing ever. Uh. And it's like people spending, like there's like, they have like Erewhon water where it's like $30 for a bottle of water. And it's like someone worked and did shit they didn't want to do for you to buy your fucking coconut water. And it's just for you to like feel like you were like. Making arts and crafts with like some recycled goods, but like realistically you're driving a Tesla and you're doing all these things But like re- you can't actually stop it anyway. So you might as well just dive in and be like, yep Here's my iPhone <laughs> here's <it. laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think that's why a lot of people my age too are just like we're fucked
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. when you look at housing situations and Melting retirement plans and all that stuff. It's like the yeah. life that we are kind of sold to when we were growing up, doesn't exist anymore. Not even remotely? No. No. no.
1: And like, that's like my thing too, where it's like, I realized like I probably never will buy a house. No. And that's a weird thing to like, let go of. Yeah. Like that idea that you're supposed to have like the white picket fence and that kind of thing. And like, I just like, I know that the only time I'm going to get a house is when I get my inheritance. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm dead ass like it's and it's even like my mom they they stalked me to Calgary and they moved here which I'm very thankful for I love my family but they have this acreage outside of Calgary on the south side which is like beautiful they have like six acres and it's this bungalow kind of thing and this big garage and it's like the value of that land is gonna go up so much because it's only like five minutes from Calgary yeah and my mom's like I don't know like it doesn't feel like my forever home. Like I kind of want to like live in the mountains and like a little shack. And I'm like, bitch, I'll build you one. Do not sell that.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> like, Hold tight. I it's need, like, please.
1: I, I need, I need, this is the only like security I'm going to have in my like future life. And I, I said, I will, I will plant a bunch of trees in that backyard. I will build you a shed and I will buy deer to walk through it. <laughs> like, Please don't sell that place. And she's like, I don't know. I just doesn't feel like I want to be more in the woods. (laughs) But like, how fucked up is that? That I'm like, that's my inheritance. That's you.
0: That's your plan, right? Yeah.
1: You know, I have to hold on to that. And then like, unless I'm like smart with that, if I ever have kids or, but if I did, (laughs) (laughs) if I did, what am I going to leave them? Yeah. Like bitterness. Well,
0: I think the only thing that would make sense in that situation would to never actually sell it.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. you you just... Keep passing it down. Yeah,
0: because it's these people that, you know, bought land in the 80s and now it's quadrupled in price Mm -hmm. and they're patting themselves on the back being like, yeah, it was a wise investment. It's like you you were just buying a house because you you needed a place to live. Yeah, you never
1: could have foreseen (laughs) that that (laughs) was going to (laughs) go... Yeah, aka my mom being like, I want to live in the woods. I get it. I totally understand, but... Can we not do that, please? <laughs> Especially when it's like six acres right outside of Calgary. They're already building like new, like um, housing developments like near them and stuff. I'm like, just give it ten years. Yeah, It's ten years? You know, yeah, it's kind of fucked up when you think about all that. But I, you know, yeah, I've acknowledged the fact that that's not going to happen, and I think that's also given me more freedom in my life too.
0: Yeah, because it's you're not working towards a, a false. It's just towards something that's not going to be there when you when you show mm-hmm. up.
1: Or this idea of like working for 30 years to like eventually find happiness. Exactly. exactly. Right? And like I think that's why even like with the music thing where it's just like when I come back to all of that and like my reality, it's like I just need to do the things that are going to make me feel fulfilled because I'm going to be working every day to pay for my place. And if I don't have the things that make me feel fulfilled, like I don't want to be working and hating my life for 10 years just to be like, Oh, I've made it eventually, you know, like, or like, Oh, I bought a house now or, mm-hmm. so it does make it, it does make you appreciate the little things more and like enjoy being creative. And cause like, realistically, that's all you got in my, in my world, at least like, yeah, that's like the one thing.
0: I had a friend ask me a couple years ago if he thought that like, I'd kind of settle down because I think out of the friend group, I'm the one just that never really dated or was never really in anything long term. Was never really interested in settling down per mm-hmm. se. And now that they're all kind of, they've gone through that. They're married. They've got the houses and whatnot. He asked me. He's like, "When? When do you think you'll do that?" And I said, "Honestly, man, if I really wanted to, I could probably be married, have a house with like a kid on the way,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like within two years." Yeah. And then I have those things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's and then but when. that exactly. And, <laughs> and then, then that's when. my life. Yeah. So, Do you
1: ever get like FOMO when no. you see your friends like that?
0: No, I no? don't. And that's why I've always just trusted my, my instinct on most yeah. things when it came to my own life. Yeah. And even if it's uh, just something that I had to cross off the list to experience for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I went out and did it anyways. Yeah. Um, but no, no... Uh, I'm grateful for, yeah. like, the situation that I'm in. And, like, I, I laugh at myself, too, because sometimes I'll look around. I'm like, okay, realistically, what is the next step for, say, my personal life? Mm-hmm. Just, like, where am I going to be living next? Or what is my uh, situation going to be like? But overall, no. Yeah. I, I'm,
1: uh, well, that gives you, like, confirmation, right? If you're not sitting there being like, oh, I, like, having FOMO or, like, fear of missing no. something...
0: And the biggest thing is I'm like I was I don't even say like religious. I was just uh, not religious, just religiously single mm. for most of my life and got used to just being alone and really appreciate that um and not uh being autonomous. Mm-hmm. Was, yeah. So because when when it comes to especially when I was trying to really when I had a lot of momentum going in stand up and you're just doing shows six nights a week and then waking up and going to work and then just driving to the next city Mm -hmm. coming back and just rinse and repeat not having to explain that to anyone
1: yeah totally because even
0: even people just friends watching you do it they're like why are you doing this Mm -hmm. and it's like because I don't know what else I would be doing right now but if there was that that was
1: you don't have space for someone else there too, right?
0: No. And then, no,
1: especially when you're doing creative things, like you don't want to feel like you have to give, it's already takes so much energy to like, you know, most people have like their job and then they have their time to build relationships or go do things with their friends and stuff. But when you have like people that are doing like artistic stuff, they have their job and then their other job. Yeah. And there's not really a lot of space for other people. And explain that to someone who doesn't get it.
0: No. And they won't.
1: Yeah. Then your other option is dating musician. We've already been through that. Yeah. <laughs> We've learned never date a comedian
0: yeah no that's and i just don't want to have to justify my life to to someone someone.
1: that makes complete sense yeah no i'm the same way where it's like finally i've been like single now for like two and a half years or whatever i'm just like this is sick you know just everyone deserves to have that time to be like just focus on you Mm -hmm. and not explain your actions and not like and i'm very much someone who um will try to be something for someone okay Yeah. yeah which is never good no Aka me fucking dipping out of offer school and (laughs) perfect example right there, Um, but it worked out. But it's it's just interesting thinking about that. And I I think I'm kind of in the same space too, where I'm just like I don't have I don't have the I don't want to explain to people what I'm doing, you know. And there's a lot of freedom in that.
0: It is because someone would just have to wholly accept like this is a situation, especially when it was it's the times of. Like you get a show on the fly, right? Mm-hmm. And now you're showing up late, and now I'm getting bitched at because I'm rolling in late from yeah work. No. It's like no, this is this is what I do.
1: Especially when people don't take it seriously too, right? Yeah. Like we get it. You like have your like your little cool creative hobby, but like you know this is more important or that kind of thing, right? And I've had times too where it's like. <clears throat> partners or stuff where I'll write like things will happen and I'll write a song that's like clearly about that and and I'll show it to them being like this is because like some I'm very much an external processor Mm -hmm. I don't have that internal like monologue that I can like sit there and think through something and like it doesn't happen to me I have to either speak it out I have to sing I have to write it has to be external for me to like come to a conclusion or understand how I feel so then I would go and show this person and be like here this is how I feel this is a package of my feelings and how this situation has made me feel and then being like no you can't release that because it's like because then his ego is attacked because like I'm writing about this but like really what it is is me trying to show you how I feel Mm -hmm. but then people being like no like I remember him the one guy who was like no he's like, you can never release that you're not even named first of all and also you're dating a musician yeah, what do we, you think is never gonna fucking happen <laughs> I was just gonna write love songs about you and think like, everything is perfect <laughs> no <laughs> like I'm gonna use that as because everything is used like that but you know and someone else they don't quite understand that like you're gonna be using material from your own life to create the art that you have but it's not an attack to you it's not me being like you know, and maybe, maybe sometimes it is. Maybe sometimes I'm like, yeah, the situation sucks and fuck you. But that's what art is for. And I'm probably gonna be healthier because I put that, those emotions and process them. Yeah. You know, but then people being like, no, like just don't get it. And be like, no, please don't release that. But I'm like, but it's a banger. Like it's a really good song. So
0: I had a, this check one time. She goes, you're not gonna write a joke about me, are you? I said, no, I only tell good jokes. <gasps>
1: So how long did you guys see each other for? <laughs> did she get it? Did that she laugh?
0: Good. Oh, she was, she was like, oh. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Is that, do you, do you use that in your stand up? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I do the same, dude. It's never no, that serious, no. you know? No one's going to sit there and listen to, this so- listen to a joke or listen to the song and be like, put all those dots together. Like, no. Oh, that's that person. Oh my gosh, no people really believe that they're that important though that someone would do that yeah
0: i think the other reason i I couldn't date well it's you ever noticed that some people just like relationship hop and just constantly lateral move lateral move have the next one lined up before the current one's over yeah that i i cannot wrap my head around that I did
1: I did that when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. And it for me just stemmed from massive insecurity and having my value come from other people. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's probably good that you can understand that, right? Because mm-hmm. then that means you have like your own autonomy and like, you know, you don't need that void filled. But I definitely did that too. Yeah. It hasn't been now. Like now I'm like, eh. Like for me to like actually make that space for someone. It would have to be like very important not just like for you to like fill my needs or my like just emotional needs and like fill my ego for me for a little bit and it's funny i have a friend of mine who's in that situation right now where she she's very much that and now that she's single and stuff she's like emily we gotta get in the market you know and i was like what bitch she's like she's like it's time like we gotta go out there and try and i'm like try for what (laughs) and she's like no, you can help me, like, like set up my hinge profile and all this stuff, and 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 then it's just like this idea that her and I are in the same position. But I just like let her. I'm like, yeah, girl, because I'm like, what am I supposed to say? Like, you should go to therapy.
0: <laughs> maybe, <laughs> like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, well, have you tried being alone?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have. I actually have said that, but it's very much. It's just funny where it's like, come on, girl, we gotta go out there and like. And I was like, no, man, I am chilling. I am. There's not one part of me, and like, no offense to have men. But I've never been in a situation where I'm like, oh, you know, make this so much better a man walking into this situation like right now in my life. I'm yeah. like, I just don't want, you know, that that was uh, energy of
0: <laughs> the like first date thing that I loved doing was inviting chicks over to my place and, you know, find out what they like to drink. Just makes them a drink. And then I would let them watch me detail my apartment like i to do laundry Do the dishes Sweep Everything And it was just By by the time that I was done If they couldn't If if like if The conversation wasn't good That was my, the test Legit No like Because it's like Listen I don't need anything You go know, I'm going to show you How I fold my laundry
1: what, <laughs> and, was, and what were the reactions to that?
0: Very impressed Really? Oh They were like This is They're like You just do this? I'm like Yeah
1: well, I guess it would be, you know, it's very different than the average, <laughs> the, the yeah. average first date.
0: And I think it was just the, the thing too, like, I, I wasn't, like, to just sit there and, and just do the dishes is just, I don't know if people, like, you're in my home. I'm going to be... I'm, this is what I do in my home. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very comfortable here.
1: Did you ever Not, find that you had a situation where, like, like, you said, like, you would go and see how the conversation went and stuff like that? Did you ever have a situation where you knew that it was not a thing and then some girl was like, oh but you're just so unique.
0: <laughs> I had a chick naked on the couch. <laughs> and <laughs>
2: this is what while you're washing I, your dishes? No 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 this is that <laughs> okay.
0: later and and I was just like there and I was like you have to leave.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I picked up my phone
1: What I, a humbling I, experience. I, I phone I
0: phoned the bar and Kyle picked up, and I was just like, "Are you still open?" He's like, "You come down." I was like, "On my way." And she, I was like, "You have to leave. I'm going. I'm leaving."
1: <laughs> what was her reaction? Not. Not <laughs> good.
0: She, that that was like the. There was a lot of like uh, coercion to like make it happen or to get through. Yeah. And, and you can just like it That's was a
1: toxic situation. Well, it, it's
0: definitely like. I and I didn't mean to do that. Uh, you know what I mean? But you would just
1: say... I,
2: like, I got
0: there and I just called it for myself. I was like, I'm not interested.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, this isn't this isn't happening.
1: You know what? Like, I would prefer that than what people do nowadays, which is just like not talk. Like, like you'll like... The, someone will maybe make a decision where they're like, oh, I'm not interested. And then just never give that yeah. out. And then so the other person is just like, mm, what's going on? you know and I'd rather have some dude if I'm like I'm naked on his couch being like nah I'd be like okay bet that's where we are (laughs) yeah see you later that's crazy was she did she keep contacting you
0: no 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 it kind of worked out because she was just like in town visiting a friend Mm -hmm. and so she went back to where she's from and
1: what's your craziest date my craziest date <laughs> He's like bitch they're all crazy. <laughs> kind of. Did you ever have like a stalker?
0: Mm, not exactly. Kind of. One point this one chick just I don't even know. Went off the rails and I just was like, yeah, I'm I'm out. like not interested and just would not stop texting and calling. And it was
1: calling, is yeah, it's oh, what okay.
0: This is what it was. Um, I was up north in Yellowknife, and we were going out ice fishing that day, and just didn't have it cell phone service, right? (laughs) So we (laughs) 45
1: missed calls,
0: that's what it was, yeah. Uh, I think it was like 36 texts and that se- is
1: unhinged oh yeah I I <laughs> if someone called me more than twice I would block you I'm like what is that important oh especially if you're just man so where, where is she like where are you like I'm what well, you're just
0: yeah, are you ghosting me or are you why aren't you responding to me just fucking nuts <laughs> And like we roll back into town, and then you get cell service, and this just comes, me, in me, 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 and me, like he, yeah. the, the crazy just builds.
1: Yeah, right? she starts talking in caps, like just uh, a little bit, and legit, then it's like every legit. single text.
0: And it's like, oh my gosh!
1: So, what did you do? Did you call her? I I literally no, just blocked
0: her. Stop talking. Yeah, full. And it was probably two weeks before she finally stopped.
1: Wow. See, so like, that's that level of, that's that cognitive dissonance that we're talking about. Where it's just like, can you not read the, the situation? And
0: this is a funny time period where like, you're just living with this thing. <laughs> you're like, if if I ignore it for long enough, it will just sort itself out. <laughs> Hopefully.
1: It's like the ocean. Hopefully. Us <laughs> putting plastic in the ocean, right? I
0: have uh, my cousin. He's similar situation. And it's been a year now, and this chick has not stopped texting him, and he has not responded a single time.
1: Oh, my God. I have to show you something. (laughs) I have one of those. (laughs) But this dates back since, like, grade six.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh no.
1: So, these ones... (laughs) This one starts... Just just, just scroll. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) like 40 messages probably
0: over a five year span.
1: <laughs> it's just like, I feel bad cause I'm like, obviously this person needs someone to talk to, but then I also don't cause I'm like, well it's not me. Like I don't, you know, there's a level of empathy there that I'm like, but then I also know if I engage, it won't stop
0: no it's already not stopped no it's been years
1: yeah years and then he added me on snapchat and i didn't like, recognize yeah and then i yeah i still have like four that i haven't opened from like f- three months ago because mm-hmm. I, then i feel bad if i just like block you I well i know. think
0: i think some at some point that's like the call that you have to make that's like yeah. the executive decision
1: yeah but it's kind of like this is this is so insensitive but it's kind of like 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 a bug that's in your house and like you see it once in a while you're like oh that was weird and then you just like keep going and just, yeah like, no I just, that's like, exactly it i'm like that's interesting and it's just like it happens and i'm like okay whatever you know i had once had a guy um clean my whole apartment because he was stressed out i like um it's <laughs> a wild maybe, story maybe too. he was
0: just trying to tell you something there Emily. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's like, bitch! You
0: are messy. Why do you got boxes hidden behind your dresser? <laughs>
1: <laughs> just like one fake nail. <laughs> no, well, like, okay, I'm not the cleanest, but I'm not like, you know, just whatever. It's very respectable.
2: Thank you. You live here. I do. Yeah,
1: I just lived in. Um, but I remember it was like after like my that first musician boyfriend and I broke up, and it was like very devastating for me. I was like really had counted on this being a thing, and whatever. And so I moved to a new place and then I was like, Kate, let the whole phase commence. Like I, <laughs> 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 it's like, I am ready to rumble. And I was working at Bose and I saw some guy, I'm like, you, you work. And it was like some dude with like a French accent. And I was like, sick, why not? You know, <laughs> you, not my healthiest moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember like telling him like this, I just got out of this. I'm not doing anything. I don't want anything from you, nothing. And he was like, cool. Cause I'm, I'm very much about like, here's my situation and you can take it or leave it, whatever. I want some dick. Yeah. That was it. I was like, I want you to pull up. I don't want to have to talk to you that much. And (laughs) that's about it. Like, but then
0: (laughs) thank you for doing that.
1: Doing the 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 Lord's work here. (laughs) Let the whole face commence. Um, but then that wasn't really, we like spent like three days together. Hmm. Right. You know, like those situations happen where you're just like, yeah, whatever. And then I remember I had to go to a voice lesson and he was at my place. So I was like, you know, you can just like crash here. Like my voice teacher is like, like five minutes away. I'm going to do my voice lesson, come back, whatever. Um, and then like when my ex and I had moved out, I like did the petty fucking move of like taking all the like condoms and sex toys and everything and being like, I'm going to need these. <laughs> or like you know, I was a kid, whatever. And then he texted me at my voice lesson. He was like, I found a condom wrapper and it's not mine. And I'm like, what? And it's like, <laughs> Okay. (laughs) And then I come home and this man had cleaned my whole apartment. He had, Um, like, started my laundry, like, cleaned my fridge, like, was stressed cleaning my whole apartment. And I come back and he started, like, crying in the kitchen being like, my ex cheated on me. And... I should have taken that as my red flag. Yeah, absolutely. I did not. I was like, well, this is weird, but also is this a habit of yours? Cause
0: if you keep clean, I'm like, that's
1: kind Mm -hmm. of elite. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And it came came to the point that I remember like during that, this, this whole situation lasted two weeks. Right.
2: Should
0: have just gaslit him into thinking that you're just,
1: (laughs) (laughs) no, I almost was like, he wanted me to go to Paris and meet his family. And I was like, I could pretend.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. But
1: then I was like, that's not, that's a line that I should probably. But also during this time, I'm like, I've told you my expectations and what I can give. Yeah. And yeah. It's not my fault that you are expecting something else. And it was just like purely selfish, not a healthy thing, whatever. And then I remember one night my ex came over because we were still talking shit out. We've been together for years, right? And, yeah. And then this dude, I was like, no, you can't come over. Like, I, I've got Did, you, tell him, did you, you didn't tell him what was up? No, of course not. I don't know this man's shit. Did he drive by? Oh my God. He, <laughs> he drove by. And the next day he's like, how was your night last night? And I was like, I oh, was good. How was yours? <laughs> and he's like, were you alone? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like what? And he's like, well, I, I, I drove down the back alley and I saw another car and I was like, you did what? <laughs> <laughs> and that is the second red flag. Yeah. Oh, but you kept going. <laughs> I don't know. I was hurt. Whatever. Um, <laughs> and then, and at this point, <laughs> I live in like a basement suite that's not like, like fully like a legal suite. Just because like the windows are so small, essentially, right? There's like if I if there's a fire, I'm kind of fucked. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> the windows to this were like on the ground and like for me to like look into the windows i'd have to get on my hands and knees and like look down right (laughs) your head your head in your hand you're like emily where's this going i think i know where it's going so i remember i was gonna go hang out with him and some other friends We're gonna go like smoke some weed or something and i do this thing like when i like make new music or something i'll like put my headphones on and i will like Dance and perform to it, and just imagine it on stage, you know, all that shit, right? So he wasn't supposed to come over for like maybe like ten more minutes or something. So I was like, I got time, and I'm just like vibing <laughs> with my headphones on. And I get a text from him being like, "You're so sexy when you dance." <laughs> <laughs> And I have never, like, taken my headphones off so slowly and just, like, took them off so slowly and I'm just, like, putting them down on my bed and being, like, huh. Icky, icky. I'm itchy. Oh, my fucking God. And then, and, like, this isn't a short king you know he's like six three six four so in order for me to go and look down at the windows i have to go on my hands and knees for him go down he has to army crawl his ass down the pavement to like look in the window so i remember just being like okay so i take my, my headphones down and it's very quiet i remember like answering the door and he's like in this like like you know like leather jackets but like not the good leather jacket like kind of <laughs> like the creepy leather jacket <laughs> like not like the hot one uh, the creepy one the and he's like one. leaning on my door my door frame he's like hello and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> like did no one see a problem in that and then i went out because i was like what am i supposed to do and i was like i gotta go like i was like i feel very uncomfortable with this and then he would do that and i would just like pull away and then it was like all those texts and all that blah 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 and he would come into bows at night and it would be like just me working and he'd be sitting at the bar and he'd be like oh Emily you're here yeah oh no shit I'm here like I'm working till close and then it came to a point where he yeah he um we had a mutual friend and he was like oh can you give something to Emily she left something at my house and I was like know oh, what the fuck I left at his house but okay and then my friend was like okay and he like got it from him and gave it to me and it was like one of his scarves covered in like cologne and i was like <laughs> that's not mine and alex was like well it's not mine and i'm like well i'm not taking it i'm like give it back to him he's like what i was he's like i'm like i'm not taking it and then he would call me like six months later and be like i love you this is two weeks two week yeah. period
0: yeah <laughs> Ugh. There's... it's
1: a funny story though it is but the da- you look so sexy. that was up a- that was crazy because you know but like I'm the idiot because I was like this is fine <laughs> the whole time so
0: that's <laughs> thing I, I forget like with interacting with people that those guys exist no they do yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a very real thing
1: yeah. The whole leaning on the door to- being
2: trying to
0: be all sexy. Anytime I think anytime <laughs> a guy tries to do something sexy, it's not
1: And it was like I just like don't know how to describe it other than the fact that it wasn't one of the cool leather jackets. No. <laughs> and that distinctly stood out to me. I was like, and he's wearing a fucking leather jacket. And he and he's just like, Bonjour. What?
0: I <laughs> know,
1: and, and he was literally like before all that, he was like, oh, "I want to take you to Paris and meet my family," and I was like, "Bitch, I could pretend, I could pretend that I'm in love." You
0: could have wrote that out. A yeah, lot, of, a lot of women do.
1: I just couldn't. I was like, "That's too much." Then I'd have to deal with him. You know? Yeah. That's <laughs> what I
0: don't understand. Like, how good is the situation to be putting up with? whatever you you've latched on to
1: yeah like benefits like cool paris but i got google images you know i can i can drop a pin down baby and i can see the eiffel tower i can fully. eat some
0: bag go grab some baguette
1: yeah I'll, have, I'll just get myself some gouda and sit on my couch and look at pictures of the eiffel tower but yeah I, I i would never i could never understand that like i was part of me was just like i thought it was funny the fact that i even like considered it i was like that's crazy but I, no i can't do that like oh yeah also just like toying with someone's emotions on purpose is like not the best thing, but
0: I've de- definitely been in that situation where it's like the the chick's dad's pretty well off. Oh really? And you're you're like, I could have an easy life. Really? Oh yeah. Stay at home dad option comes <laughs> up and you're like
1: I'll raise a kid, sweetie.
0: <laughs> but no, it just it didn't didn't even have to think about it long you go but you don't own your life anymore yeah no fuck that absolutely
1: fuck that yeah yeah no there's definitely part of me where it's like and i see that even in like um the one location i work in my job it's the second richest area code in canada Mm. like it's stupid rich yeah and like the people i see come in there and stuff like there's like a really hot 20 year old with like an antique for a husband and i'm like i understand what's happening here, Yeah, but, like, are you really okay with that? Like, I personally – actually, you know, you know. It's like if – I didn't have to see him.
0: <laughs> that's, that's their retirement plan, though, right?
1: Yeah, I know. It's getting hard out here. So, you know, it's <laughs> part of me, I'm like, get it, girl. But I couldn't live my life not being authentic to
0: – I don't even know. Like, yeah, there's there's some sort of security in that. But at the same time, I don't know. it's there – Maybe this is just, like, my, uh, like, go out and find yourself yeah. fucking experience. If you're just there, like, it's that's like collecting a paycheck, right?
1: Yeah. But it's interesting because there's um, a, a woman who comes in, and she is, they, they are rich. They are stupid fucking rich. The kind of rich that they don't have to worry for the rest of their lives. They don't have to worry about their kids' lives kind of no. rich, right?
0: You're going to visit the ta- Titanic rich? Yeah, that kind of
1: rich. Like, I'm going to drown myself in the ocean kind of <laughs> rich. <laughs> just kidding um, <laughs> but um, so she's she's married to quite an older gentleman who hmm. is also very rich and and she's she outright said you know I'm married for money essentially right Yeah. Uh, but now she was she was talking with someone um, one of the other servers and she was telling me that um, she was saying if she ever could do it again she would never have done that really yeah she said that I would she says you should only marry for love and it's interesting, though, because, like, she has, like, this mansion and she, I've never seen someone wearing so much designer shit in my life. And she's a wonderful person. Like, when you reach, I find, like, when people are that rich, they're actually typically pretty nice.
0: Oh, absolutely. There's yeah. nothing. Why wouldn't they be? Yeah. Like, with it, when you. It's the intermediates. Yeah. though, the,
1: they're fucking assholes. Yeah. Fuck you. The ones that have to still worry about, like, if things go wrong, you yeah. know. But, uh, yeah. And she said that um, that she would never have done that again. And it's interesting because you have all these things, right? And, yeah. But she's like, no, I'd only marry for love. Because then she said that she's never been in love. Then. Yeah. And she's like, said so she just miss missed that.
2: Yeah.
0: And I think when you're surrounded by those things and you spend enough time in that situation, and you think about how you came about it, mm-hmm. you go like, did you, we'll say, cheat the system one yeah. way or the other, like that shortcut versus say you did marry some guy that you loved and then you built something together Mm -hmm. and then everything you're like no we we created this
1: yeah no it's interesting like there's so much weight on money but people don't talk about love that much and it's not like it doesn't have to be like the love of like your partner or something but just having love in your life and not and having that as like a number one thing Mm -hmm. like that's more important in my head and maybe that's just because i'm broke and I'm like trying to hold on to something. <laughs> you
0: know? I don't have money, but I can I have least,
1: love. At least I have I love. Have <laughs> love. <laughs> you know, but it's interesting because you see all those people that are like, and I people that are very, very, very rich and you don't, I know people that having them like kind of admit that is interesting. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: It's nice when people are honest in that situation. Yeah. She's really cool. Yeah.
1: She's super cool. She's like, yeah, I just came back from like three months in Japan on a golf tour like, "Sick, why not, right?" I yeah. said, "Here's my thing." Is I'm going to pitch it to her. I'm like, "I you can donate to me. You can write off charity. And you can get think of me as charity and you can write it off for your taxes."
0: I'm serious. The EV fund.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Help this girl. Oh my god, is that electric vehicles? No, it's, <laughs> it's the Emily very. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, it's just like some charity case that serves me martinis.
0: Why don't you just get her to adopt you?
1: I know. I was like, I'll love you.
0: (laughs) you. (laughs) My love can be bought. I
1: just retract everything I just said there. I'm like, just kidding. I will love you. No, I I couldn't quite do that. I just couldn't think about having sex with an old dude that, like, I didn't. Yeah, it'd be crazy. No. (laughs) Fuck that, dude. Well, here we go. yeah
0: breathe deep be like doing yoga start thinking about
1: toast (laughs) just like (laughs) i don't know like anything (laughs) like what's like the perfect degree of like toasting a bread yeah yeah. how long do i have to put it in it's like when i typically do it like two it's like not quite enough but when you go to four it's like Like too too crispy (laughs) that's funny yeah
0: oh i've definitely had that you're just banging someone and you're so bored and you're just like oh man oh 100 <laughs> <It's like, laughs> percent.
1: i have put oscar performances faking an orgasm to get that man to stop <laughs> and then we just still do it but yeah, yeah. do you ever just like stop and be like nah i've seen it
0: there's definitely points where i've just called it we're like it's like listen this isn't happening or if something funny happens and you're just like, ah, that's... <laughs> Moments ruined. Oh,
1: hell yeah. It okay. Is. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely haven't. I'm I'm not. My hoe phase has stopped commencing. It is over now.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm a little old woman who embroiders now.
0: But- <laughs> classic, classic uh, <laughs> post-ho phase activity.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Yeah, I started just like braiding my hair and like waking how, up in the sun. How wholesome I am now. Yeah, it's like I didn't do any of those things. I feel like if it's if it's been enough time, you can like retract, you know? You can just reclaim. I'm born again virgin. Absolutely. You can reclaim that. If it didn't happen in the past two years, it didn't count. What's
0: the remediation process like?
1: Well, if my car can go back in mileage, why the fuck can't yeah. my body count? <laughs> yeah, I gotta get that sorted out. But then I'm worried that if I go and tell them about the mileage thing, then they're gonna be like, "Oh, well, you need to get something fixed," and then they're gonna make me like pay money because I I don't know shit about cars. I'm I'm the bitch that they're like they will swindle. Yeah, it's yeah. me. I am the target demographic for absolutely. Them. So I think I'm just gonna leave it.
0: If it happens again, maybe. But
1: or maybe my car is just gonna go up in value.
0: That's what you're hoping for. Mm-hmm. It's a possibility.
1: I think it's. But they can't prove that like, I didn't actually do it. So, so like, it's not like, a, it's, pretty, it's illegal to do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. But if I didn't actually do it, no. That's fine.
0: See, I'm half on the <laughs> fence. I'm like, I want to know what actually happened. Me too.
1: <laughs> and it's not me. No. I'm not dumb. I promise you. Because everyone's like, I, you probably just can't read the numbers. And I'm like, I've had the dyslexia thing. I've gotten that many times. And I'm like, yes, I am slightly, but not this time. <laughs> yeah i want to know what actually happened but yeah were you religious growing up
0: i'd say semi we say raised catholic but even that was just it seemed more like just a thing to do on sundays and then you know you go to summer camp once in a while and you have your your moment with god moment with jesus yeah and it's like okay but then you get over it pretty quick
1: it's crazy i was i was thinking about. Christian summer camps—they're just, you know, reliving trauma. Um, and it's interesting how they—it's like, like the same formula they have for each camp, where it's like you get all the kids together. You have like your first night where you like play games and it's loud and it's exciting. And then you have like the second day where you like go and you, you know, you have individual teamwork and stuff. And you have that like, kind of a light Christian talk. You yeah,
0: know? it's just mixed in. Yeah, Sprinkles. just like just
1: a little bit. It's not that heavy. And then you like they just keep like. Depriving you of sleep and like <laughs> getting you super <laughs> energized, and like doing in your plan, like capture the flag for like four fucking hours. And then at the last night, they have like this big, loud, big day where you're overstimulated and you are you haven't slept in three days. And then that's when they give you like the hard hitting Jesus yeah. shit where you like are about to cry and you've also are, like feeling shame about your real life. And it's pretty fucked up to yeah. do that to like people in grade six. And it's the same formula, no matter like what version of like Christian, like I've been to like multiple different ones, but it's the same thing. Where you like have like a very big, loud, exciting day, and they really bring you in. Like the solo music starts coming in, and they're like, when you leave here, back to your normal life, and it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Wild was,
2: experience. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I was thinking about that, but I think I had maybe a bit more religious trauma.
2: Yeah.
0: The rock climbing <laughs> wall was dope. <laughs> yeah no fucking worth it (laughs) yeah it's
1: like this emotional exhaustion is sick because i got to rock climb or the ones i like the zip lines and shit like that's you know yeah totally worth it but i i definitely have like a disdain towards it
0: well and i think some people definitely leaned into it where you know then you go back the next year and you see people kind of work their way up through the ranks and now they're counselors and all that stuff and then after that first year, depending on what side of the coin you fall on, you're like, all right, I can tolerate this shit and mm-hmm. I get to <laughs> do archery. All yeah. Right.
1: I remember really trying. There was like one camp where I was like, you know, like when they all put your hands up and you're yeah, like, yeah, you get Holy into it. Spirit, let me, whatever. Fuck. Oh,
0: and you had to steal the show singing. <laughs> yeah.
1: Too. I'm like singing harmonies. <laughs> Holy Spirit, will you... <laughs> No, I was like trying. I was like, "Lord, take me. I'm ready." <laughs> I and, and then I, and then after I was like, "Well, that was dumb." I was like, "I felt nothing." <laughs> I was like, "But I have genuinely tried." Was, like,
0: Lord came by. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> "He's
1: like, no, this this one's gonna marry for money." <laughs> no, but I, I remember doing that as a kid, where I also like, I really, in a childlike way, tried. You know, I remember being like, "God, like, if you're real." You know, I left my blinds closed today. And if when I come home, if they're open, that proves to me that you. And I was like, this bitchin' like, he can control the universe. But he didn't open my blinds. Like, the one thing I asked to prove to me. <laughs> and, like, they came back and they were still closed. And I'm like, well, if you can do it, everything is, like, my one little ask to show me that you're real. And, and then I gave up around, like, 12. I was like, hey, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not overly religious. I'm not. I'm not. Just, I don't even think about it. Yeah, no, but it's probably the best um, best thing that I've heard about it actually came from Futurama mm. when Bender kind of gets shot out into space and then he gets, I don't know, some little space germs on him and they build a little society and he be- essentially becomes their god. Oh, cool. But anytime that he tries to help them out, it just fucks shit up for them. Mm. You know, he thinks he's doing it. he's like, oh, you guys need more sunlight he puts the sun in and then just burns all their crops and shit
2: mm.
0: And eventually they just die off and he's feeling shitty. But he's like, i'm a terrible god mm. And He's floating around and he floats out and he actually meets the god of the universe and it what's the line. It's like if you're doing It correctly. No one should know that you've done anything at all
1: Hmm for yeah. whatever
0: reason, I was like, that kind of makes sense to yeah, me.
1: That, 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 yeah, that yeah. does. That does make more sense. Yeah.
0: And then the best part is when Bender makes his way back to, to Earth. And his friends, they're walking away. And there's a couple people like stranded up on the mountain still. And they're walking away. And his friends are like, oh, I'm sure they'll be fine. God will help them. And Bender's like, God's not going to do shit. We got to go save those people.
1: <laughs> that's funny. No, that's that's a good analogy of it. You know, it's one of those things where I have a hard time. Where it's like, I went from being like the child that I had to being like atheist in my head. Like, yeah, yeah. fuck that. If you believe in God, you're a fucking idiot. Hard atheist. Like hardcore. Yeah. And that. And then now I'm like, dude, life is fuck. Life, life is very hard. And whatever people have to do in order to like make it a little bit easier, good, do it. But I. But then you like tie into like re- organizations when people like it's religion is it's an organization depending on like what type of religion you're in and like the one that I I found it very harmful as a girl mm-hmm. growing up in that and so then like I don't fuck with that like if you're shaming girls at a young age for like showing their shoulders or like you know I remember there was a friend of mine uh you know in Lacombe they had like the CUC university oh yeah yeah yeah, she was taking us uh no all these kids because like If you repress children forever, they're going to find weird, like weird ways of doing things. So like, even in the college there, they have like girls and boys dorms and it's a curfew of like 1030, even if you're like 25 and, you know, very much in that still structure. So then they had an issue where a whole herd of them went out into a house and had an orgy in Lacombe because yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like what else are you supposed to do? And then, uh... They took the people in or whatever And they took a white piece of paper And they slammed ink on it And they said this is what you've done to yourself Like you have You are pure And you have just thrown black ink all over yourself And I'm like that is an absurd thing to say to someone How damaging is that? Yeah Like that And the thing is like I knew kids that would like fuck in the baptismal tank Because it was the one place that no one would go and check (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like Kids are going to find weird ways of doing things then. Yeah. You know? And they had an issue where um <laughs> cuz they are so intense like you <laughs> you sign a No, it's it's actually true. Yeah, yeah, oh I d- believe d- you. It genuinely happened. It's
0: just a dope way to get baptized, I guess.
1: I <laughs> bless you in the name yeah. <laughs> The holy water is just <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn. No, but you sign a contract going into that school that even if you're like in high school, if you're even 18, Um, on your own time if they like find out that you drink they will expel you or that kind of thing right and then they had an issue where like all the kids found a loophole in the high school dorm and all of them were just chugging cough syrup and just so high all the time and they tried to get the cops involved and the cops were like well this is illegal but then now you have all these kids that are just like drinking three bottles of cough syrup a day yeah because you won't let them go out in their own time and have a beer
0: (laughs) (laughs) they're looking for something to do
1: yeah i don't blame them a.k.a. my childhood, and I was like, let's fucking go! You know? And, and like, that's what I've seen, like, in the kids that I've grown up with, is either they, like, stay on that straight and narrow, and I find that, like, they don't even... My perception, which is probably, like, pretty judgmental, is, like, they they don't really have their own identity. And then... How could you? Yeah, like, they'd follow this mold, which is, like, cool, you know, if you're happy with that. I've I've always been the person who's questioning things, and so that never would have fit for me. Or you have the kids who, like, wing out hardcore, and fuck their life they're in addiction or they've gotten pregnant at 16 go way too far there's a girl who like was convicted for murder and like or you do like shit that i did which is wing out hard and then somehow find a balance in the middle but i just like don't that whole childhood i just i think it's really and it's not that my parents never meant that to be it but no and yeah why would they no they, they wanted just the best but like that was the result in my opinion yeah yeah
0: and that's what happens when you, you can't write someone else's story for them.
1: Mm-mm.
0: You know, you can have a kid and all you can really do is just encourage it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's going to develop its own, <laughs> own style and own personality.
1: Yeah. And it's also like not your fault as a parent. If something like they wing out like crazy or like, you know, it doesn't have to be a thing that you did wrong, mm-hmm. you know, but <laughs> I think mean,
0: it's just being reasonable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: kind of set the example and then go from there
1: just fucking hope (laughs) yeah basically please don't be an idiot to a degree
0: though because it's environment too
1: yeah it's something that i could never imagine that responsibility and like like it's definitely like i think one of the hardest things you could possibly do especially when you had like me as a kid what the hell like sneaking out constantly and getting caught and be like fuck you mom and like getting in some <laughs> truck and she'd always find me and she would go to like this bush party and like how, somehow she's there <laughs> and she'd like, get in the car and I'm like fuck you mom and then I'd like wake up and sing opera and then she would like love it and then I'd sneak up the next night and then like and I remember just like she would catch me and I would just swear at her and get into a vehicle and like what out. yeah what an awful child and I shaved like ten years off of that woman's life just from stress. <laughs> Probably. And oh, a hundred percent. Now we're like very close, and she's like one of my best friends in the whole world. But it's like
0: took a long time to get there. Eh?
1: Holy fuck! And if I was her, I'd been like, we're send, we we're sending her away. Like I can't do this.
0: <laughs> send her to the farm.
1: Yeah, no. Like we gotta we gotta retract this life. <laughs> but I would have. I would have. I just. I'm so thankful for her patience and love because I. Would have and like never giving up on me because I could have like done some bullshit and Mm like the trajectory of what I was doing Definitely was the the gateway for that. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, it sounds like that one night where you guys got jumped was kind of a Fork completely you had
1: to decide which way you're gonna go Absolutely, and it was something that I never told my mom about until like a few years later (laughs) and No, like probably like six years later or something And she was like, what the fuck? But, and it's interesting because like that same guy, then his kids started doing voice lessons with my teacher and then I would see him. And it was really interesting because it was like, yeah, that was a huge, huge moment that I was like, "Kay," you know? And and having, sometimes it's like, you you have your family and your friends can be telling you things, but sometimes a random outside perspective, even if it's just like one sentence or something can completely shift Mm -hmm. everything. Because like with my mom at that time, I was, anything she said, I'd block it out right you know because yeah. my mom is so mean <laughs> she doesn't know anything about being a teenager
0: <laughs> she doesn't understand how difficult my life is yeah
1: it's so hard having four meals or three meals a day <laughs> and having my offer lessons paid for I just have to rebel <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> but it made me I, I would never ever take that experience away ever yeah it was a very building moment for me
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Regulars Anonymous. If you want to find out more about our guests, please check the bio below for all their links and information. Thank you for supporting by subscribing and following the show. I might see you out there and
2: have no idea who you are.